Merry Christmas. <laughs> I wonder if I can get older and I just go. <laughs> like, uh, what's that guy? Not Wendy the retard. Jeff the drunk. Yeah, he's got a crazy cough and he still smokes. Welcome to Awesome World, the Jason Ellis show without... Kevin and Tully, this is awesome world, Jason Ellis solo show. I don't know why I'm telling you that, because you're on it. But just in case you're on it, and you're like, hey, what is this? Because that could happen. You guys could, not, I don't want to just generalize, but somebody could def, could definitely hit me up and go, what's this? Because it's all new, and who knows, man, maybe this won't be forever, but I, I, I like Doing a one-man show, got to do stuff, got to think of things. What's going on? You know, a lot of people don't know that turtles shit their dick out. Shit like that. Got to stay busy and keep informed while giving information. Did you know that Tom... No. Did you know that Tony Robbins... Robbins. Tony Robbins, the guy, the big head guy with the teeth. I saw a thing because I follow Russell Brand. Hello. Oh, I fuck Katy Perry. And I'm Russell Brand. Did you know that jujitsu is like a metaphor for fuck off, you hippie? You know? Fucking. Everything is a metaphor because I am an interesting person when I speak. So I have, which just sounds like me, but he's probably better. He's actually, yeah. But what, you know what? Maybe not. Whatever. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you who's better at jiu-jitsu. Fucking metaphor. Fucking crumpets. These fucking nuts, son. Fucking, you will be choked shitless. I explained to my son the other day that uh, people get out of line. You choke them out and you take their pants and then they wake up with no pants. And there's nothing worse than waking up naked and not knowing where your pants are. So let that be a lesson. I thought that was a good lesson for my son. Because I remember my dad told me once, uh, he told me and my friend James, we were, somebody was talking shit or whatever, and we were like, this guy's crazy or whatever. He's like, you know, if you want to win a fight, someone starts talking shit, you go, listen here, cunt, you fucking sick of living? And we were like, whoa, that is a good one. But yeah, I remember when he told us that, I was like, whoa, my dad is crazy. That was a cra- like it sounded like he'd said it before. <laughs> um, anyway, so I was thinking, um, to, I wrote down something to be, uh, to be honest, and I only want to share it here with my wife and whoever listens to this podcast, but um, my, I, my goal in this podcast world, now that things have changed dramatically and also knowing that people have lost their jobs, which is, this is why it's hard for me to admit this, but, you know, everybody's taken a hit. All kinds of people have taken all kinds of hits and will continue to take swift 
uh, knees to the nuts or the veg because I, I heard it hurts as much. Not as I don't think it hurts as much, but I heard it hurts. Katie. I don't know that I've ever received a swift kick to the vag, so I really can't say. Hmm. I can imagine. Women are so much more polite when it comes to that. Because I bet you a lot of women haven't been kicked in the cunt, like, swiftly, you know? Mm-hmm. Every dude's been kicked in the balls. What's up with that? I think it's because it's just so well known that they're, like, a really vulnerable, sensitive area. Yeah. I think the cunt can take a little more impact, you know? No, so you're American. Stop saying that. It's inappropriate. I apologize, <laughs> listeners. She is a vulgar woman, is she not? Very offensive at times. Once saw her fuck a koala with a frozen lizard. <laughs> True story. She used to sell them. Anyway, I want to be rich enough to go on a tropical vacation. And that is pathetic. Wait, what? Is um, Bucky here? I'm admitting something. Yes, we're going to have a guest. This is chat. awesome. Good. I'll get back to that embarrassing thing that I because you get giddy you get giddy not yeah you get giddy when you when you're there and they give you like the flower umbrella thing Mm -hmm. wait did you put the guitar in front of Bucky so I can't see Bucky yeah you did no I took out lean back I can see him this this view if you just bear with me he can see us oh there you go hey Bucky wait he can't hear us yet We'll figure that out in a second. It usually takes a second. I see Bucky pressing buttons. Oh, yeah. What's up, dude? What's up, Jason? Yes. All right. We did it. Welcome to the show, Bucky Lassick. We're doing the, this is the awesome world show where I have no friends, but you know, you're on. So that kind of proves that to be bullshit. How are you? I've always wanted some alone time with you. You got it. You yes, we have. We're doing it. What rooms? What rooms? That room is that your your race? I see you got your practice car, but is that like your dude's room? Yeah, this is this used to be my dog room, and uh, it was filled up with uh, crates, and it smelled like shit, and the walls were brown, and now they're white, and I hung up a bunch of skateboards. These are all winning boards back here, at least. Some of them. Nice. I have some uh, racing stuff up and, yeah, my simulator. Okay. uh, When you say dog room and it was completely full of cages and shit, were you a dog breeder or something? Like what? how many dogs did you have? I I mean, we rescue dogs, I guess, apparently. I would love to. I mean, because you have land, right? Yeah, we have some land. We just... One day, actually, I was in Australia once and I Bondi, and my daughter, my wife was like, "Yeah, we're uh, we're house sitting a puppy." I'm like, "What?" Yeah. I'm like, "Who house sits a puppy?" Like, oh yeah. 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 And I was like, "I'm pretty sure that uh, you guys are trying to pull one over on me right now." No, I heard about it too. Yeah. Yeah, and you get to have the puppy for a while, and then when it's then you can get then you. Give it to somebody when they find yeah. the right person. They called it, technically they called it something else. They called it uh, fostering or something. Yeah, they called it like yeah, it's kind of like a hold me over kind of thing. And I wasn't really buying it. And I was like, man, you guys are on. You guys are trying to pull pull my leg. But it's true. 
They pulled my leg, yeah. They oh. Me. You, oh, so you get them and then you don't give them to anybody, you keep them is what happened? Yeah, so we rescued <laughs> we rescued this uh, this this stray from Mexico that my daughter's friend went over there. They had a house and apparently they're they're like bird dog bred with some street mutt and got her pregnant. Okay. So they took puppies and we ended up with one. And then Buddha, who's a Tibetan Mastiff, we rescued him. That was actually on purpose. Uh, we saw him and we were like, oh, we got to get him. He ended up biting me. So he sent him away for like three weeks to get trained. Well, how bad of a bite? Like he got onto you. Yeah. Good oh, dude. Yeah. Now we know why he was kind of like up for adoption. Oh, yeah. but you, he but then you took him to somebody that, that helped him recover from doing stuff like that. Yeah. We took him to this guy. He's an ex military guy. Yeah. He, I guess he kind of like broke him, but he like, did though. It fixed him. Kind. Yeah. For us, but yeah. he's still a savage. Like if right. you come to the door, like you're at the fence he just wants to eat you, and right. he probably will. So how many dogs do you have now? We have four. Four. My daughter's, my daughter's house-sitting a dog as we speak right now. Nice. And does that mean that yeah. you that's another dog that just lives at your house until it dies? Well, the latest is that the owners are away due to COVID, and they can't come home. So oh, we've okay. had for like two months now. Okay. Actually, no, it's been longer. Probably a half. <laughs> I think we've had it for a half a year. Have you ever had a dog that lives with you and you don't really like that dog? You kind of, you kind of like become one with them all, you know, like as they come in, uh, you kind of learn their ways and you learn to kind of accept their flaws and just kind of love them for what they are, you know, mm. kind of like as you do with your friends. You How much of an adjustment is that? When you when they first move in to you appreciating them for the um you know I mean the fuck tar that they are. Uh, it's a matter. Of, it's just a matter of time and how long it takes for Buddha not to want to eat them. Wait, who's and Buddha? Buddha's the big. Savage. Oh, Buddha's okay. Yeah. So he keeps everybody in line, kind of. Yeah, he's the one that we we kind of have to work around. Like if someone comes in the house, Buddha has to be either locked up outside or. Oh shit! Yeah, he's bit. He's bit T-Mag. He's bit um, Cookie. He bit, t- he bit Tony Magnuson. I like your dog. <laughs> yeah. He, he bit Neil Hendricks. I really like your dog. He bit... Uh, Sorry. He bit my uncle. I th- yeah. think your dog, uncle's probably a nice guy, but I don't know. It's bad. It's a bad judge. Like if you line it up those two, and then your uncle got hit, maybe your uncle's kind of an asshole. Like he's kind of like a, a, a. He's a nice guy, but like you can tell, he, he's a bit shady. You know he didn't you know bite Magnuson on the fingers that he has missing. Like that'd be scary, right? If it was on the hand that he had the fingers missing. He, I think he did bite his hand. <gasps> oh, wait, he Mag, fe- Mag- Mag tried to feed him like a tortilla chip or something, right? Yeah. And then as he went to feed him a tortilla chip, he went to like pat him on his head. Oh. And and, and Buddha wasn't having that. Oh shit. Yeah. Dog. <laughs> scary, <laughs> dude. You got a scary dog over there. That reminds me of uh Benji Madden had a dog at his house. I think he rescued it too, but it was a giant German shepherd and it was always like just when he comes in 
don't acknowledge him for the first fucking... I was like, oh my God, dude. Like, what do you mean don't acknowledge him? Like, or what? And he's like, or he'll bite you. And I'm like, okay, I mean, is there any way you can like not bring him out? Because I, I don't need to meet him that badly. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> fuck, dude, is this really necessary to go through this test? Like the dog's going to fucking sniff me out, make sure I'm not an asshole. And then after time, I'll be okay to like confront him and introduce myself. Like, it's just terrifying. So were you an asshole or what? Did Turns out I'm okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody, he didn't, he didn't eat me or my wife. So yeah, that was a great evening. But I remember him just... And it comes in charging too, like yeah, and you and I've got to just stand there. I remember standing at the fucking dinner table, and this thing just comes flying in, and it's like, oh, oh, oh. and I'm like, not acknowledging, not acknowledging. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then yeah, I guess he didn't eat me. He just sniffed my fucking crutch for a little bit, and then we were good. Yeah. So I know you bring up. Tibetan shit, and I know that you had. I remember before I uh, stopped skateboarding with you that you did have like Tibetan sticker on your helmet or something. Do you like? Did you go to Tibet? Are you like a Buddhist? Is there nah? Nah, just helped out with the charity, uh, saved Tibet charity for a few years. Uh, you didn't go there though. No, I wish. No, you I wanted to helped. go, but you didn't. Why would you? If you wanted to go, why did you not? Well, I wanted to. I want to go to Tibet. I don't. I wasn't a big fan of going to uh, China at the time. Yeah. But uh, there was a there was a contest where one of the kids were skating one of my Save Tibet boards. Yeah. And I think they made him either cover up the stick. They covered up the the graphic with the stickers. Yeah. And then there was there was another little lady that worked for the contest, and she came to the states. And she had heard that I was a Tibet supporter and she hated my guts and she's never met me just because of that. Wow. Yeah. So what triggered it in the first place that you donated to their charity? What was that? How did that come about? I guess in China, they kind of brainwash people that Tibetan culture and, and the Buddhist and the, and the you know the Dalai Lama are all like the the anti God, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. But you're in the middle of you know a X Games contest guy, and you find yeah that Tibet is being mistreated by China. Like where did I? I don't. I I was hanging out with you. What the fuck? Like where did you get the? Where who told you about that? You read about uh, it? I was. It, I, I guess my wife, she's, uh, she's, she's a big yogi and she's into uh, all that. She's been into it for a long time. So does that mean your wife does yoga and all that shit as well and does like all yeah. kinds of breathing and all that stuff, meditation? Yeah, she does. Do you do that? She, she thinks I should practice it more. Yeah. I think we just started yoga, my wife and I, and mm-hmm. I was like, man, I probably should have done that the whole time. <laughs> That was a bad idea being – there's so many regrets from being a tough guy, dude. Like now when I go, fuck that, who fucking does that? And I'm like, you sh- dude, you should have totally done that. That was a bad call on the whole fuck but that. When you're, when you're practicing it, when you're practicing it on, on you know, in such a strict like – there is a regimen to it. So like I feel like if I became like that big into it, I wouldn't be able to yell fuck when I fall or something or, you know right. what I mean, like – I have to like, I have to like just breathe. It's like, no, man, I can't. It doesn't work like that for me all the time, you know? Yeah. No, I, I feel like um, 
you're already off on the wrong foot by being a, like a high level action sports skateboarder. Like it's so intense and there's so much pain. And I feel like if you're a real yogi and you were in total bliss with yourself in without doing anything, you would come to the conclusion that going to Tony's today would probably be a bad idea because <laughs> it's not that blissful and you're going to get hurt and you probably add up like the reasons why it's not worth it. I don't know. I just feel like you have to be aggressive to do what you do, you know? So it's, I yeah. feel, and some people find it very difficult to channel like myself included, but you've always been on the side of like, uh, you know, you see Mello, obviously everybody, in skateboarding, especially if you're one of the best that ever lived, you're you you have aggression. You have to be fearless. Like you have to you have to conquer that. So to have that and to have the calm side, because I feel like you're pretty calm. You know what I mean? Like in, even when we were young, for young people, because you can go, oh, that was when I was young and crazy. Well, when you were young and crazy, I still felt like you had a lot of common sense. Right. I th- I think I was more like an instigator. Yeah, because you can't. You were like, well, look, as fun as it would be to do that, there's so many repercussions. But I tell you what, fucking Jay should do it. That'd be a good idea. (laughs) And then I can laugh at him, and I get, and that was a good idea for you. That was a good idea. That was pretty much it, right there. You know, (laughs) it's funny how I don't, you don't, because I also know that there was a different way to drink. You know, like we'd go drinking, and I would be fucking hammered straight away. Like I don't. I don't yeah. sip anything. You went big, dude. You went big. Which means it's uh, like, why not tell me to go do something? I'm obviously asking for it. You know, I'm like, what are you guys doing? Hey. And you're like, man, why don't you jump in the lake or something, dude? You're going to, you need to fucking cool out. Like I, I feel like looking back or seeing people that are similar to me now, like their s- spirit of the, and I'm like, oh my God, such a, such yeah. a busy uh, evening. You had no great. You had no gradual volume. It was just like, bing, just pin, just straight eleven. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> so you've been you've been sober for a while now, right? Uh, not really. I mean, I had a I had a no, couple of spurts, but I'm I don't I think I quit drinking about not that long ago, only a couple of months. Okay, but you you've calmed down from. I definitely calmed down over the over the years. But then even even the drinking became uh, like I've, it's to the point now where my diet is becoming apparent that if I because I like sugar because I don't fucking drink anymore, but it upsets yeah. my tummy and it makes me not sleep as much and I need my sleep to get through the day the next day. So now yeah. I'm like, fuck, I feel like it's I'm like this. I never did research. I never thought about longevity. I just didn't think I was going to be around long enough I thought investing in that, I would end up dying and go, why did you do any of that? You weren't even around long enough to give a shit. So I don't, I look at it now where I used to prep for doing something in the morning, but I never thought of prepping before I went to bed to get a good sleep. I just never thought, like you just, when you pass out, you pass out and that's when you get your fucking, your your realm, you you know what I mean? You wake up and fucking you're good. Not, Not knowing that like there's, things I could eat before or things I couldn't eat before that will get me another hour that would give me this much more in my day and and then adding up whether that's worth it because there was a time there where you could tell me that and I'd say yeah it's still not worth it to me I'm just gonna get shit face and do some coke and you know I can be all bitter about the world tomorrow 
But now yeah. it's even it's even food. Like I'll even I'm even contemplating the the last frontier of what I would call like adult addiction. You know what I mean? Like eat some cakes. Yeah. I'm like, man, What's your, not even cakes. <laughs> what's your weight? What's your weight coming in these days compared to like when you were skating? Uh, well, I remember I did that interview because I didn't know how much I weighed until Sal, no, no, who was Salman Agar brought it up because he was a heavy guy and I did an interview, I think it was in Thrasher and it said 220, the proof's in the pudding. And I remember, um, uh, fuckhead freaking out going, you're not 220. And I'm like, what's 220? He's like, you are. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And Salman's like, it says in the thing, are you really 220? And I'm like, I guess so, yeah, man. And he's like, That's, really? Yeah, he had a big deal about it because he, I guess he wasn't 220 and he thought it was bullshit that I was heavier than him. And I'm like, I don't know, man. I guess if you think that's heavy, then yes, I am that. And then from from uh, MMA, then, you know, to make weight, you're like 185. But I've always walked around at like 215, something like that, when I've been in MMA shape. Yeah. So now I'm about I'm about that. If I don't train, <laughs> I two twenty it, but I like two twenty two fifteen float around there. That's not bad. It's just it is on the big side though for. Yeah, I'm, I'm I am thick and I'm heavy. I am heavy for just like whatever I'm made of. You know, like I've got thicker legs and shit. So even when I thin out, yeah, I might look like I'm, you know, one fifty, but I'm not. I'm. I'm 180. <laughs> I've noticed the girth on me. Like, I feel like my liver got heavier or my, you know, my midsection what? just got, you know, really? heavier. Really? Like, I'm not like big, but like, I'm still 165. But like, back in the day, I was, you know, like, when I was racing cars and stuff, I was 145 about six years ago. Wow. Wait, 20 pounds? Yeah. How'd you do that? I was just on it, you know, like diet wise. Oh, okay. You were trying to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Skating every day. Like it was crazy. 145, 155, I would range, but 145 was definitely the lowest and it was pretty crazy. Yeah. That is really light. Cause what are you like 5'10 or something? Yeah. I'm 5'10. 165 now. I, I got the COVID, got the COVID girth going right now. Oh, because you're not skating as much, or you're not getting out there as much. Yeah. I mean, I am. I'm still. I'm still like three times a week, you know, at at the least, you know. But yeah. It's like I'm not putting in like the five hour sessions, you know. I'm like. And is like, that because of COVID or because you're getting older? I think it's just because there's no contest. You know, it's not like I'm. Oh, okay. You don't have to put in the work. Yeah, I'm just like trying new tricks, and then I'm just going through the motion. And then it's like, okay, well, I'm done. And then I'll, you know, I'll push it the next day and, you know, put in half the time and get busy doing I'm doing the YouTube stuff a lot, like a lot of car stuff. So I'm, I'm kind of spreading it out right now, just staying active and staying, like, kind of relevant, I, w- I guess you could say. Yeah. What is – skateboard contest? It, I mean, is that the pl- – like, when skateboard contests go back to contests, you're just – you think that's next year or this year? What do you think? They're saying this year, uh, probably like mid-year, mid the end, mid the end of the year. Uh, I just got got notification about a contest coming up in October, possibly. 
So okay. they're starting to plan it out. And who knows? Tony's been working. He's been trying to get a contest going at his warehouse where it's like a private kind of thing. Yeah. He had that, he had that best trick contest. That's right. So he's trying to get like a contest going, maybe possibly with Vans or someone to where you just show up, you 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 skate for an hour, you do like three, four, you try to do three, four contest runs, and then they they kind of have like a you know a, a not live of course, but like a an internet contest. Why not live? Uh, I guess they could if they sh- if they shuffled people through. I just know? feel like they sh- why not do what the UFC did? I mean, skateboarding is not as okay. Maybe you don't have as much money as the UFC. Maybe you fucking do, but bottom line is you give the athletes the fucking test. You give the cameraman the fucking test. You make him yeah. stay in a hotel room the you know the day before, and you and you fucking COVID everybody and everybody who's in there because that's the other. I feel like what the difference between. Bellator, when they got the, you know, they got to stay away thing. And it's like, look, if everybody in there tested negative and you're all fucking athletes, just just go in there and handle your business with no crowd. But I feel like the world could still, you know, I know Corey Taylor did a live, uh, his band performed. I mean, there had to be a bunch of fucking roadies in that. You know, like I, I didn't see them all, but. Not just the band, but there must have been tons of camera guys and technician guys, which meant it gave them work. I just think that when you are when you are in a position to put on a hell of a show, and you guys are fucking in that position, and you're also in a position where, yes, the camera actually does do a good job, and and with the crowd there, doesn't really matter. Like you, and everybody's desperate for entertainment at this point. If you guys did a contest where you all were tested and you all could be there, like maybe for the sake of people that like to panic, maybe don't have you all on the deck holding hands or something, but definitely right. if you were all there and then had, you know, a Sal Masakela or, you know, somebody announce it, fucking I'll do it. Give me the fucking COVID test. I'll stay in the fucking hotel. You know, if you yeah. want me to do the mask thing and we'll do a long mic, great. But like, let's make a, because I did a, I've been watching, um, this grappling tournament on UFC Fight Pass, and they didn't have an announcer at one point because they were trying to be COVID thing and they were trying to rush this entertainment thing. So at one point, the dude that would, would win would scream through the cage, I love you, mom. And then that was the interview. And then halfway through the contest, an announcer came because it was that fucking bad that I think somebody got on the phone and was like, Get them a fucking announce. Get somebody in a suit and get them out there. Because there was like dudes just right. Fucking love you, mom. Fuck yeah. Fucking Red Bull or some shit. I'm like, oh my God. These guys are crazy and you're just letting them talk. So yeah, you could still do it. And he has the ramp. So he could have it all cleaned, all ready to go. No, it could happen. I think think (laughs) they don't really want the backlash right now. The sponsors, that yeah, he had, he had it ready to go, and they all pulled out. Okay, well, yeah, I guess, yeah, because there's still this weird um, disbelief. You know, I saw a video of a guy telling, you know, he's in hospital with the, you know, my oxygen going in his nose, and he's crying, telling people, you know, I was one of those guys that thought it was political, and when I'm like. He seems like a, you know, he's taking, I want to, you know, I mean, I'm trying to fix myself so I can be with my family. Everyone else should be concerned for their family. Seems like a, a concerned, uh, yeah. an, an, an average citizen who's concerned for his family and his loved ones. 
and yeah. and now he's saying you could you know at one point he thought it was political it's not real so there's people right. out there that don't think it's real so I like I posted shit, shit today of uh, I boxed this morning yeah. I get te- COVID tested every Monday because I have to do this show with the other two guys but I boxed today with a face mask on until the face mask got sweaty and then I started waterboarding myself and then yeah. I was like look. I can't do, I can't suck on a wet towel. I can't breathe. Like you can't yeah. run and suffocate. It's like a thing that can't be done. So yeah. I made the, the, the trainer hold, have a fucking face thing on because I knew if I post it, people are going to, there's not a, not a lot of people because people start to find out who you are and the people that really hate me more my way, they don't follow me that much anymore. And I don't react anymore. So kind of, I'm lame, you know? Yeah. If you, you know, you, you, hey man, you're a fag, libtard. I'm like, maybe, maybe you're right. <laughs> Nobody seems to really trigger anymore. It's pretty free for me out there. Well, when I skate, I mean, I skate with people and it's, it's not like, I mean, we're cautious about it. We're not like giving high fives and stuff. I mean, we still give the elbows and I know. I mean, we're yelling and screaming and still cheering each other on. And I mean, but yeah, I just wash my hands when I'm done and before I go home and yeah, I mean I feel like you got to you got to live. Like you got to be smart and and I and I want to be concerned for my fellow human beings. Um but I think everybody should go outside and do things and if you and you should talk to your friends. I think if you have a couple of guys or a couple of girls whatever it is that you see and you know them to be also considered human beings that wouldn't just go around, you know, with a cold and shaking hands or something, you know, they'd be concerned for others. Yeah. Sure. You could still get it, but I feel like I'm not going to lock myself in a room by myself. I'm not going to not see my kids. Like I'm divorced. I'm not going to, my kids are coming over here and I'm fucking hugging them. And there's no, I don't care what is happening in the world. Certain shit has got to happen. So it's also, Working out, man. Like if I want to work out, I get a workout by myself. But if I go see coach, I get a way better workout, man. It's like fucking night and day what I get. And right. he's got like three people that he trains as well. And I'm like, right. you know, fuck, he's seen. At le- I know for a fact from watching his videos, he's touched at least three other humans beside besides me. What am I supposed to ban him from my life? I'm like, dude, I got to live. I just don't want to get crazy. Like I don't want to go to a concert or you know, I definitely wouldn't get in. I definitely don't feel like going to a YouTube celebration of sorts where there's like a group of Jake Polers. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, you gotta be cautious and, yeah. and aware. So you're kind of chilling right now. You're not pushing it as much as you would push it, but obviously when the COVID thing starts to calm down, you, and it seems like you're saying a lot of your other fellow skateboarders, they'll start to they've taken it a little easier and they'll start to show up for more more days a week and more hours to get their consistency up for the approaching contest yes yeah i I, yeah totally like you gotta you gotta do it in order to be good at it you have to do it you have to you know keep your heart rate up i mean the runs aren't as long as they used to be they're not like the consistency wait wait, they shortened it well, the runs are the runs are like thirty five seconds ish. Wait, yeah. yeah, they're not forty five seconds anymore. They're not. No, no, that's they cut out like they cut out like a lot of the fun like so no more like 
No grinds. Not setups, but like, yeah, you kind of, you gotta, you gotta hit the shit, like, and get in and get out. Like, Man, yeah. Boy, did I get in? Like, it became spin the win. You know, that's when it became spin the win. It was just like kind of like, dang, there's no one doing inverts or lip tricks or linking stuff like that. Like, there's no style. It's all just like. See, that's weird because coming from you. See, I, I was like, yeah, I agree to that because I can't fucking spin to win. So that kind of fucking sealed my fate. But you can. But you don't really. You, it's, I just want to know when someone who can spin, it's not that enjoyable, is it? Even for you. No, no. Not unless you're doing it like Mitchie where you're like hucking some switch fives and, and like, you know, like Giorgio used to do like Ali Bindi fives. And, yeah. But like when you're when you're going melon five, indie five, stealthish five, tail grab five, it's like, come on, yeah. man, like do something that like yeah. looks good and just not on paper good. Mind you, when you bring up those guys, I mean to me, those guys are a little bit more athletical than I am. But the big indie five, because I at one point I was like, I know how I could win a contest, but I got a fucking seventy percent chance of uh, <laughs> being unconscious and going to hospital. <laughs> Cause I knew I had like I was like I got a fuck I got a couple of big fives, and and if I make all the rest of it, but I just knew the two fives that I had, I've only made one of them, and the other one I knew because I knew there's a I knew I was like you you might make it, but you're probably gonna get knocked out. Like you're kind of leaning off, you're never really on it right. You know what I mean? I was like it's not gonna work, but I like those tricks, those ones even for good guys, you are gonna make a mistake every now and then, and those ones are. Yeah pretty uh you know i mean like seems like an ambulance or you gotta sevens sevens are pretty gnarly any flip trick five is is still pretty gnarly right because you could just over rotate and then it's such a and your your footing might not be there but you're still going to try to make it right so when it comes go ahead we should we should uh don't bring me You've talks. You've had some interest in spinning a five lately, right? I've heard. Some yeah, talks. yeah. I talked to, that? I talked to Danny, and obviously, um, being let go from Sirius XM and being in the podcast world, I'm, uh, I, I'm free uh, on Thursday and Friday. I don't do stuff, so I could go down there, and I'm in the middle of organizing a podcast. Tony and I are going to do a podcast together. And I'm in the middle of arranging that, which which would mean that I would record this podcast every Friday at his house or somewhere down near his house, which means I would be down here where the ramp is. I got my new MCL. I got how much long? How long? When do I get to go 100%? When was the doctor's visit? Is it like three months from now or something? Not much longer. I'm full. I can go full bore within the next three months, I believe. He said... I'm allowed to run, but I can't run on concrete and shit like that. Even though I can, I can, it could do it, but you know, I just want to, I don't want to rush it because I'm older and shit. But yeah, it will, I'll be knee sliding real soon too. So it will work yeah. out. And I feel like if I can be consistent and I can get back to like head high, head high airs without, with not feeling like I'm like, oh, you know, like just like I used to where I'd be like, yeah, fucking backs on air. Who cares? You know, right. then yeah. yeah. But I'm not trying to push it. I'm not. I have gathered some sensibility. If I know that it's like uh, a 50-50 and I'm 50 years old, fuck off. I don't need to impress. I don't need a pat on the back from any of you fucking assholes for that slam. <laughs> I could give a shit. Oh, Alice, you didn't go for it? I'd be like, yeah, man, I'm driving home in my car. There's like certain things I can't commit to. 
But I think if I win enough, I could, I could, I could figure that out. Yeah, it's like anything. You got to work through like the first couple of days where you're going to be super sore. Right. You, it's going to be hard to do it two days in a row. You might do it one day, skip a day, you know, come back. Yeah. But you'll eventually get there again, you know? Yeah, because I feel like the last time I really tried was, um, you know, I didn't skateboard at all. And then I skated for two days and then I did a five. It's not, and I knew the day before the rush. Because I was so bad the first day, I was like, wow, we have serious work to do for tomorrow. I don't want to live, I want to just skateboard, and if that comes later on down the road, that's great. I just wanted to, last time I went there, before I hurt my knee, I was, I'm so past being good that I can be there, and I just being honest, man, at one point I was like, you've, I don't really like being here, it's just a constant reminder of how you blew it. I don't care how anybody else sees it. This is how I saw it. And I was yeah, like, it's not fun. Get over that. Yeah, I got. I remember going to Venice a couple of times and there were dudes that were smoking me in the bowl and I was like, fuck this, I'm going home. Like, why would I care about some dude in the bowl? Because I was like that. I was a competitive motherfucker that I was like, right. oh, I can't win. I'm not interested in being here anymore. Yeah, but you're also coming cold turkey, you know what I mean? Like you haven't... You like you said, you haven't skated at all, and then you you go to Venice, like fuck that. Have you been there? Do you, how do you feel about that that bowl? Yeah, do you like no, it? It's, it's cool, but it's like when you when when I skate something that small, it's a toss up for me between pads and no pads. And when there's no pads, dude, that's what I fucked up. I'm, I'm sore the next day from running out, and I don't skate as good. But if I put pads on, it's like. I feel ridiculous. See, know? that's what I felt. Okay, thank. I go there. You don't go to Venice. You don't go to Venice. <sighs> Just don't go. Right then, there's that. That's that's great advice, Bucky Lassick. Thank you for that. That's. It's a little late, but that, I went down there the other day for the first time since I've had my knee surgery, and I get a couple of little grinds. I, ha- I ran out of a couple of things, but I slid on my butt, and then I went over to the bowl, and for some weird reason. <laughs> I got a good pump and I tried to ollie the hip and I was like, what? And then I kind of ran out and fell on the ground and I was like, oh, oh. Yeah. And I walked off over to my wife. I was like, let's go. You know, like we can leave now. <laughs> <laughs> I was sore for like three days from it, man. Yeah. I was you like, this high. Next, time, next time you go to Venice, next time you go to Venice, take your cruiser board, cruise the bowl. Carve it. That's it. Right. Yeah, just carve it. Yeah. Don't take your vert board, that's for sure. You'll be you'll be bummed. That's what I did. Yeah. Yeah. Can't do it. So racing cars and making YouTube videos racing cars or or maintaining cars. You seem like a guy that could actually yeah. build cars. You have, right? You pull them down, strip them, build them up again? Yeah, I've been doing that for the last few years. I've been building some Subarus and just having fun with it, you know, just because I have the time. It's actually right when Right around the time when contest bird skating has been kind of falling off before COVID, like slightly kind of tinkering down a little bit. Yeah. So at that time, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to take this time. I went out to Ramona, hung out with my buddy Jake Doomy, who builds those cars. Yeah. All the old school stuff. And he has the, you know, he has that vert ramp and everything. And I went out there and I was like, Jake, I want to start building this car. Do you, you know? can I kind of build it here, you know, cause you have the spot yeah. and basically he was like, yeah, dude, bring it. So I bought this piece of shit, $800 car off Craigslist 
and took it down his place, stripped it, and then basically been working on it for the last two years. I haven't been down, I haven't been back down to see Jake because I'm doing like I did the motor. I've already put like three motors in it. I've done all this other stuff to it. Why three? Well, I had the first motor was uh, basically a donor, like out of a, you know, kind of a, kind of wasn't really the perfect motor. Yeah. And, and when it got built, it was you. It was kind of like new parts with old parts. Yeah. And, and I, a turbo, a rebuilt turbo, blew, and it just it sent strap metal all through like. Oh, okay. Past the motor, so yeah. then I pulled that motor, put another motor in, and I forget what happened to that one. So you're uh, using it though, in the like you're building it and using it. Where are you blowing yeah. this engine? Like, where are you racing it, or are you just turning well, it around? The last- the last motor that I had in, the heads were kind of not built right. They were, they weren't, they weren't like uh, to the correct measurements, <laughs> and it slowly started losing power. And then, then it finally went. So then, the new motor I just got built for it is a proper like race motor. So this one is legit. Sounds like you're learning as well. It's a bit of a learning experience for you. Well, it's it's about doing it right the first time. You right, know, and that's that's basically it, and that's it's kind of yeah, it's a learning curve, you know. So, are you like uh, how much longer are you trying to like skateboard against those other dudes? Or are you gonna do some weird Tony Hawk thing? Like, what's your what's your plan? Me? Yeah. Uh, well, I still got some pretty decent sponsors that stand behind me cbdmd and rockstar and i just got on pal again i saw that congratulations yeah Yeah, tell george i said hello is michael furukawa there absolutely tell him i said hello and that i love him yeah he's awesome yeah i love him he's a great one time one time i called him for boards and he was like well he 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 gave me this long story about covid he was like yeah we don't really have anything uh I can I can like sort through these boards we have like uh, their seconds and and then like we had like a twenty minute conversation at the end of the conversation he goes well I guess I really can't help you and nothing I said kind of helped you so I'm sorry holy <laughs> shit in, in true Michael fashion though he was just so like well I guess this conversation really didn't so how does so how does this turn out with you getting a pro model on on pal after that. Well, this was like a month ago. Wait. Yeah. No, this they didn't have any boards. Like I just got I just got these. This? Yeah. I just got this. Yeah. Two, two weeks ago. So, wait. It was supposed to come out last it was supposed to come out before last Christmas. So, but Pal They don't have Pal wood. Moved, no. Pal moved factories. So right before they moved, right after they moved factories or about to move factories, yeah, COVID hit. So they got they got screwed. And then finally, finally they uh, they set up the new the new warehouse in Ventura, and they started making boards again. Oh. I was like, oh, so, so is my board finally going to come out. Oh, so at one point they could they could not build a skateboard. No, and no one could go in there to build the machine to build the skateboard. Fuck. Yeah, that's what happened. Man. But George is a survivor, man. Those guys, 
yeah, if yeah. anybody can fucking survive, it's Pal. Yeah. Those guys are fucking. Absolutely. They've seen leaner years, that's for sure. Uh, they're super self-sufficient. They're making wheels. They literally have people working around the clock in like two or three different shifts, like 24 hours a day, pumping out wheels and I, probably boards too. This is this is one of my new. Uh, this is actually a board that you should ride. You should give it to me. Yeah, because I've got like my skateboard is Pierre yeah, Luke's. That looks fun. Dude, this is this is one you need to ride right What's now. the wheelbase on that bad boy? It's it's you. It's nice. It's Good, because I don't even know numbers anymore. Yeah. Just 15. Good. Good, yeah. then. I'll have a Bucky skateboard. Wait, does it hold 220? Absolutely. Okay, because it... Absolutely. That's a big key it's for six. me. Back in the day, I always remember when uh, skateboarding got lean and wheels got real small and skateboards got small, I remember... Um, when I was on Element, and I was like, "You guys need need to make me something," because right now I'm standing on the back bolts so that my tail doesn't snap off on a backside air, because it was flexing out like so bad that I was like, "You guys," and then uh, Schmidt had the the plies that were that were vertical instead of horizontal. What the fuck was that called? Oh yeah, the, remember that. Uh- yeah, I like that's the boards I rode. When you uh, see the ply, you could see when you looked at it from the side of the plywoods were like cardboard. Yeah, they're like cardboard, right? Like yeah, cardboard is sideways ply. They're light, light something. Uh, yeah, he had names for shit. Yeah, hyper yeah, weird. yep. It was some hyper light bullshit. It was something like that. Yeah, you know what it yeah. is. And it was and it was un- pros got them too because it was more work involved in it. So you had to be feather pretty- light. Who feather light? Yes, feather they were light. feather lights. This yes. guy, Bucky Lassie, he knows his shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could ride a feather light for days. Those are great. They hold fat fuckers. It's a fucking good <laughs> shit. <laughs> no, you'll like my shape, though. It's it's good. It's 8.6 wide, 15-inch wheelbase, and it's, it's for fatties. Yeah, that's me. I was saying my board that I have right now, I sanded the graphic. I had a PLG gave me... Who was yeah. he on? DKG, what, DKG skateboard or some shit? Yeah. yeah. I don't know what it was. He was on that or whatever, but he gave me one. And it had, for fat people, it had a, one of the plies was uh, carbon, carbon fiber carbon. for fat people. Yeah. So it's yeah. held it's held up, but I believe it is time for a change, especially that I'm, you know, now I'm going to be, uh, first of all. Ride that? Yes, that's my, bo- yeah, dude. What the fuck? Uh, yeah. What? Who's sending me? I don't know anybody. The fuck am I gonna? You think I'm gonna call Michael Furukawa and ask for some shit? I don't ask for anything from anyone, dude. I can barely. That would be a, a twenty minute conversation that goes nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, I didn't have that. Like yeah, 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 total, 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 and no. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. I'll, I'll remember not to ask him for shit yet, but it's coming. Once I start ripping again, that's the that's where I'm, I'm calling those guys. I'm like, come on, man, come on. Yeah, I actually have, I'm going to be writing the ones with graphics and I have, I probably have like six flight decks with, you know, the flight deck logo. It looks like a a weird like PAL logo, but it's like morphed weird. It's like, it says flight, it's green. What is that? I have like six of those. What is a flight deck? It's just a flight graphic. Oh. Flight deck is, it's the thin car, it's a fiberglass, it's got like. Oh shit! I don't know if you can see it in this picture. 
if you can see it in this picture, I'll show you. It's got like, it's like that PLG stuff that yeah. is over top of the uh, yeah. wheel, you know, over top the wheel, uh -huh. over top the uh, bolts. But this is like the whole top sheet. Let me get it apart here. Yeah, they can make some packaging. That's what I got. I don't know if you can see it, but it's like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's made. Yeah, no. Nah, fuck yeah. It's got yeah. fat support written all over it. Yeah, and look how thin it is. So it's real light. It's, yeah, it's super, like, it's not super light, but it's made, like, with less plies, and it has what? that layer of uh, fiberglass, which is like carbon fiber. Yeah. Nice. But, um, just a lot cheaper. Yeah, I need, yeah. A, I need one of those for sure. <laughs> oh, that's the logo right there. So the, the boards that I have have oh, that logo. Got on the it. Bottom. Yeah. Saw you. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll be back. I'm more. I'm more interested in uh, hand plants and eggplants. That was what I was getting into again because I kind of yeah. quit doing handstands before I stopped skating vert. So it was like uh, 20 years since I did like a invert the other day when I when I, when I was doing it. It felt so far and I felt like I was like 12 again I'm like oh I can't even where, where do I look in a handstand like uh, I was pumped on that so I'm looking for and they felt like I could probably get away with doing those for some time without dying I saw I saw all your posts and I saw your I saw how you fell on your MCL I saw it oh like, yeah you had a weird but that's what I'm saying it's because like, it was nothing left of it anyway that's why the doctor was like you didn't have anything there like yeah but that and also the fact that you being your you know who you are. You came. You, you, you were just like pushing it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you were, you were, you were feeling it, but <laughs> you just weren't used to falling as much as you should have been. He's like, falling. he's like, I saw you attempting a varial kickflip India, and I thought to myself, maybe that one could have come a few <laughs> days later, Jace. That's what you're saying. I know. I catch you. Yep. I got a little giddy, and I was like, man, fucking, whoop, yeah. And then I was, ah, yeah, no. Nah. Yeah, I fucked up. Yeah, but I'm glad I did because you, you didn't. I didn't tell anybody, dude. The first again. two days, just knee sliding, and I was taking it real easy. The first two days, I t my I could barely walk, dude. I was on ice all night back at the house, and then I would, you know, I basically spent all night getting ready to go back to the ramp with Tony for another hour before I hurt my knee, and I'm like, man. I'm pro I told Katie because I went to Columbia to get stem cells and they said, um, you know, we can fix your left knee, but your right knee, you've got like one ligament, one and a half ligaments left and you're going to have to get a knee surgery or you'll end up facing a re knee replacement. So yeah. I was telling her before I blew my knee out the night before, I was like, man, when we get back, I'm probably going to have to unfortunately do that MRI and, and get that surgery. And then the next day it snapped off. So it was coming. And then when I went there and did the MRI and got the surgery, he said, I don't understand how you were doing anything athletical. He's like, you got one ligament left and it's stretched the fuck out. So how is that? I don't even know how. He's like, man, when this thing heals, you're going to be so much. You're going to, because I can already tell you used to have that wobble thing. Remember, I remember Tom Boyle and I both had, and I think it's got something to do with being heavy, dude, in skateboarding. Yeah, no, we all have it. I have it. I have both my knees. They wobble, right? They rock in there. Yeah, since yeah. they put that new MCL in there, it doesn't rock. It's stuck in there. And that already just feels good, man. I hated that. I was like, man, I don't really it'll, feel like... It'll, it'll most likely rock again. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Come on, Killjoy. Maybe maybe it won't. Maybe this is it. Maybe this is the fix. <laughs> God damn it. Don't ruin it for me. Just cause your shit fucking click clanks. Don't fucking try to get me to hang out with you, you fucking Wait, your knees are that fucked and you still skate that well? How the fuck? I used to get knee surgery every year. I used to get scoped yeah. at the end of every year. There was a time when I had both my knees scoped at the same time. Like I had Barry Zaritsky carrying me around my, my house for like a week. Dude, that's not and cool. Then, and then he rehabilitated me for a month. And it was to the point where like I'd hear this knock on my bedroom door. You know, at least he knocked. Yeah, yeah, he knocked. Buck, it's Barry. You yeah, up? yeah. Like, no, it's Barry. That shit just came up. It's, it's like Barry. When you said it's Barry, that shit just sent a chill down my spine, dude. Because I remember in the middle of the night hearing it's just Barry, and I because that means a fucking like multiple bags of ice are coming for you in the middle of the night, dude. Aloe shots, dude. Six a.m. Aloe shots, like <laughs> like straight like goo with a little bit of water, and it was to the What's so crazy not- is. You're talking about a guy, people that don't know this guy. This We're talking about a guy that um, before Bucky and myself's time, we both watched a video of Del Mar contests where we watched the great Tony Hawk and Christian Osori compete with each other. And there was this guy there that had a town. He was waving it around and he had this big burly mustache. And that's all, I'm assuming Bucky, you're the same as I, that's all we knew. We were like, man, what's up? That's crazy. You got like some... Like, he looks like a sports trainer at this contest. It's heavy. Then it turns out he's a great friend of Tony's, and he has been since that era. And then when we did the Tony Hawk tour, he got Barry Zaritsky to be the athlete, like, strength, whatever it is, like, the athlete's, what is he? What was he? What would you call it? (laughs) He's a trainer. He's an athlete. Okay, so he's a trainer who... I love this man. And anyone who doesn't love this man just means they have a black heart because he's a lovable man. He's he's there's nothing in him that isn't straight up kindness. But he is crazy, dude. He is he is crazy and he is he's not always right. And like no. and you're like the highest level of athlete and he's like you got to have your cuz he's he lives by ice and he'll ice if you get a cut, if you get a burn. He's icing it. Doesn't matter what it is. You could yeah. get snake bite. He's fucking icing it. He's on the ice. He's very hard on that. Yeah. And he's but he won't. He, he's not going to get any supplements, right? He gives you natural stuff, correct? No, straight up aloe in a shot glass. Six a.m. in the morning, knocking. Buck, it's Barry. You up? I'm like, no, Barry. I'm not up. Leave. Leave me alone. And it was like to the point where I was taking like, like gross. But uh, yeah, Barry. Barry hasn't cut that damn mustache probably since the seventies. Like that right. thing is like just like. Yeah, it's ferocious. Yeah. That's his mustache. Yeah, it's offensive. It's just like, yeah. and it gets in like, food. Like, it gets in yeah, his beer because like, yeah. he drinks Coors Lights all the time, and it's like the the Coors Light f- foam gets in his weird like tarantula be- mustache, and yeah. and I don't. I'm not. He lives in the Bahamas, right? Yeah. He lives in the Bahamas. I think he lives by himself. I don't know. I don't know. He might be gay. I don't know what he is. Uh, he's definitely a mystery to me. Uh, but he, I think he fi- he goes fishing and he drinks yeah, Coors Lights, right? Fishing, Coors Light, and... And then when Tony calls, 
that's it. Yeah, he definitely hasn't been to any kind of schooling probably since like he got his athletic training lessons yeah. back in '62. Yep. Yeah, he's he's good though. Like yep. he he definitely he's old school. You know, like you take he's definitely the rad thing about him is that you when a new guy would come into you know training or whatever, Barry was all like he was he was very like open, you know, but mm-hmm. he was good. Like with the icing, like his ice stripping, like to this day, I swear by it. Me like, too. You know, hey, we, you're, you, you get on your back, yep. you put your, your legs in the air and he yep. takes bags of ice and he just strips your legs yep. for like 25 minutes. I remember and him doing that for me long. in mega ramp contest at X games. And I could tell immediately I would ask for it before my ride because when I would go down the big roller coaster roll in, I, I, I would feel less weight on me. Like he gave me more strength in my legs. Like if I was going to uh, squat in a fucking lifting contest, I would be like, motherfuckers, get over here and do this icing thing because it makes you stronger. No, I back it 100%. I don't see that many people doing it. Because it, it sucks. <laughs> it's like an ice bath, basically. Yeah, and they suck. It's funny because I just did my ice bath today. I did one yesterday. I've got like a a freezer out in the backyard, and it is colder now because I'm near the water. It's so pathetic for to bitch about cold, but it definitely makes it harder for me wanting to want to get in there. And I'm not training as much, so I'm not as sore. But I saw a video yesterday of Tony Robbins, you know the big head guy, him telling um, Russell Brand that. He goes in there for three minutes every morning without fail. There's no discussion about it, whether it's a good day or a bad day. He gets in. He's like, besides the um, the health benefits, I get in there because it's it's mental toughness. It's it's it, it prepares me for the day because no matter what, I get in there, and no matter what's happening today, I'm getting through it. And I was like, fuck, it's so stupid because. I know about I've I bought a fucking ice plunge. Don't tell me what a ice plunge does. I know what it does. But yeah. when you said every day, because I know from uh having fight camps, I'll use it more often and I've told people if you do it every day, it's not as much fun. It changes shit. If you do it like when you're real sore after a hard workout, it's exhilarating. You face your fears, you go through it, you're like, oh my god, I'm so cold, I can't believe I'm gonna make it, and then you make it. Do it in the next day and then do it the next day and then do it the next day where you're bored, you're sick of this, there's no fucking adrenaline, you know it's going to suck. You're like already feel cold before you get in there. Like it, But when he said that, I'm like, man, that is my new I, – no, I knew today I, I didn't want to get in. I'm like, I'm go, every day that's it. I'm going in. I don't care. I have to now. Here's something for you, Jason. Take this into consideration, everyone out there. Um, if you don't have access to an ice bath and you don't want to – fill a tub up every day with ice and do that cold showers yep. every day. Like if Aubrey you Marcus that, talks about it. More power to you. I, I can't do it personally. I'm, I'm, I won't even get in that shit until it's fucking scalding hot, but cold showers. It's, it's amazing. It just, it, it's like a coffee for your body. I'm glad you mentioned that because Aubrey Marcus talks about how you can do it where all, the easy way to time it, if anyone's listening and they are interested in it, as Bucky said, don't want to buy a fucking freezer to chill yourself. Yeah. If yes. you have the shower on dead cold and you keep it on until you start, until you stop doing the breathing of a cold person, 
because that you don't worry about time or don't look at your phone or whatever it is until you stop going <sighs> you got to get your breathing down to normal that means that you have cooled your core down and it really is it's like you know Maybe the scientists are lying, but I'm one of those guys that goes with those guys. And they're saying there's crazy benefits yeah. from it. Crazy, like live longer benefits. Not just, I'm not sore anymore, like real shit. Yeah, that and ice, and that, not <laughs> ice water, but lemon water in the morning, first thing, cold shower. Like uh. you, can't, you can't beat that. So what other recovery shit do you do? Because you just seem like a guy that is sore and and older and nothing has changed. You just... Keep going, right? I'm sore. I, I feel it in my hips. I think all the all the all the motion. But I've stretched. I've stretched my whole career, like yeah. before yoga and all that stuff. I was always stretching. I feel it in my hips. I think that's the problem area. Like when I get up in the morning, I can't. Like if I put socks on or slippers, I can't even lift my foot up to my hand. Like I have to bend down to it. That's how bad my hips are. But then later yeah. it warms up. Yeah, it totally warms up. Yeah. Like it's, it's hip flexors. That's what it is. Okay. I have like the hip flexors, and I think because because of COVID mainly, I feel like I don't go and see my chiropractor, and I'm not getting you know two massages a month minimum. Yeah, is is like massages and chiropractor is I swear by it. Yeah, I haven't been to one in months. And right, because on that, you know. So you your your shit's slipping out of out of place, and you're not getting it yeah, put back in. It's out of whack and it's starting to like it's starting to move in different ways. It's not free, you know what I mean? So I, I'm bound up, like my hips are bound up for sure. Do you do acupuncture? No. Who's gonna do it? Like, I mean, before the COVID thing, did you do that? Only, only like serious injuries, like when when I had like muscle spasms, lower back. Yeah, totally. So, how do you? Now that you're not, there's no contest. You got your regular salary salary from skateboarding. Are you making money from from motorsports? I was um, not not so much now. Now it's more just like I'm 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 struggling as far as like making money motorsports wise. Like I, I plan on racing a full season and rally next year or yeah. this year, and uh, it's just finding you know sponsor money to help me at least race. Uh, it's not paying the bills, but at least it's paying for racing. If you race rally, is that like a global thing or an American version? It's American version. Yeah. It's but that's ARA. still all around America though, right? Yeah. It's all over the U S. Uh, and that's, that's basically what I'm looking to do this year. The rally cross nitro is doing rally cross, but like they already have like their drivers, you know, it's not that many cars. So there's not, there's not many opportunities to, to get a seat so is what's rally cross who are the drivers if if you don't rally make- cross like as far as like subaru goes they have chris atkinson and they have patrick sendell travis pastrana and um uh and then usually they have like a paid seat possibly if someone pays for it but okay like ford ford is not really doing it but they have ken block who will probably jump in like an older car with Steve Arpin and then there's uh Volkswagen's out so no Tanner Faust. Oh, Scott Speed with Subaru. I forgot to say that. He's Why is Volkswagen out? Because of the pandemic? Like budget-wise or something? They got out basically because the bug, the Beetle was their uh 
was their was basically their competitive car and they don't even have that car anymore in the US. Like oh. They're not selling new ones. So they don't really have a a, a kind of chassis a, a good chassis to kind of race. Which in Europe they race like the polo, but we don't have the polo over here. Uh, can't race a so, jet or some shit. The fuck? They're not even racing over over skis right now, Volkswagen. So it's it's like Audi is in there still. Citron, who don't even, they don't even sell Citron here in the states, and uh, Renault. So how is motorsports doing in America? Like you're, you know, because I I don't I seem like. Um, Supercross and and, and uh, you know uh, racing cars had a better had a, uh, a a bigger time. Like there was an era where oh you should have seen it. Oh you know I mean I I mean I guess I I was around for the McGrath era and stuff. But it just seemed like the budget the the not wasn't so much McGrath. It was the dude that was tenth. You know he also had a factory race. Doesn't seem like anybody has that deal. Is it? Crunching down on rally and everybody as well, or is it? Yeah, is yeah, anybody totally. making any money? Um, it's it's hard right now. I, I saw I Deegan say that motorcycles are s- selling more than ever right now. Did you hear that? Yeah, I think motorcycles and the car industry itself is doing really well, like aftermarket stuff. Okay, but as far as like venues and racing, that's kind of at a standstill, and it's kind of like. It's starting to happen more for televised events like F1 is, you know, they had a full season this year, but it was no spectators and hmm. it was still awesome. But yeah, the, I don't know. They're not making the tracks definitely aren't making the money and the series is making probably a percentage of the money, you know, that they used to. Okay. Okay. But they're still having, you know, they're still selling commercials on TV and stuff like that. So it's still doing well. I just wonder when I hear things like that, uh, you know, I, I, I think to myself, well, then where is that money? Because there's still m- millions of us looking for entertainment and watching, I don't know, whatever it is you're into, music, video, fucking sport. It's just a weird thing to know I that. Racing. I racing. That's what, yeah. That's, is that that's doing big, big things? Yeah. Dude, there's full on sponsored drivers and I racing. Like, okay. Are those sponsored drivers, if they got in a car, could they do laps? They would get it eventually because you have to have some kind of skill set to adapt to be good in a video game. Scott Speed is a good example. The guy's a champion rallycross driver. He's a champ. You know, he's done F1. He's done all kinds of open wheel racing. He's he's a good driver. Yeah. On iRacing... He's pretty damn good. Not quite as good as the pro drivers, but like he is basically he, he could podium, you know, on iRacing. Okay, so it's pretty fucking similar then. It's pretty similar. Like Mitchell DeYoung is a lights rallycross. When I was racing rallycross, Mitchell was an up and coming driver in a slower car. He raced in some of the supercars. And he was pretty damn competitive, like yeah. super fast. Yeah. On iRacing, he's a professional driver, you know? So, What kind of salary is a professional driver make in the gaming world? He actually started driving when he wasn't basically the same situation as me, where I'm not able to get a seat and get paid for racing. He went to iRacing 
well before COVID hit. Like he was already super, super good on this simulator. Yeah. So when when everything kind of shifted, he was already doing good. When everything shifted to 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 these simulators, he was freaking ahead of the pack. And he was like he's sponsored by Subaru and like all these other Wait, he's sponsored by Subaru Yeah. On um, the game. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. It's insane. How much money? Come on. Give me uh, like is it is it his job? I don't know. Yeah, it's his job. So it's probably pretty decent. Probably pretty decent. Yeah. Like Man, I stop shitting on my son for playing video games so much. Yeah, right. <laughs> I got to get him a simulator. <laughs> He's got to pitch in on this shit. What's up, man? Fucking doesn't grow a tree. I told, I asked them if if either one of them could be a doctor, so that I could just go over to their house and get an MRI or an X-ray, and that they could just do the procedure real quick because I don't have time for these other shitheads. <laughs> My daughter was like, "I'm bad at school, Dad. Like you, like I'm not going to be a doctor." And I'm like, "Cool, well, that's great." <laughs> Tiger doesn't want to do yeah. it either. Maybe it could be a, a sim doctor, you know, like. Ooh, that could happen. some kind of game where you could be like a video game doctor. <laughs> Tiger is real, is, he's putting in real work. I'm like kind of worried about him, but I'm also like, wow, that's a lot of, you're really dedicated. I can kind of appreciate that because it seems like he, uh, he'll play some car game where he'll do his car up and make it look like it's a super expensive car. And then the other person will trade their car for his car and they'll find out that it's a piece of shit and that he got a really good car and then he'll block them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, wow, that's high level stuff you're doing there. Not even sure if that's illegal. Good for you. (laughs) (laughs) So you, you got family and you got a turtle. How many turtles do you have? And do they like your turtle? I have four tortoises. My bad. Tortoise, yeah. my bad. I've already fucked up. You got four tortoises. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Plural. And, and how many, like how old are these fuckers? Because they live a long time, right? Yeah. One, I, I, I rescue those as well. Like when people, I, I help rehome them, I should say. And then the ones that are bigger, I tend to keep. Uh, when- because they always seem to come to me. Like when they get big, they're like, oh, I've got this tortoise. I live in a, a freaking apartment and he's getting so big that he's no longer able to live in my garage. I'm like, what? Why would you even get a freaking yeah. sulcata tortoise living in an apartment? And there's people out there breeding them in freaking pet stores selling them for $80. They're this big when you get them. And then they get 200 pounds and live 100 years. And that's when I get a call. And – you, but you like you got your new pro model has these fuckers on there. You love these bastards. So what's your? How do you find? Like, do they talk? Are they fun pets? I love yeah. I love all creatures, man. I'm like, but I I can't. It's like sometimes when I look at a snake, I can't see if he likes me or not. Can you tell in a tortoise? Yeah, there's a. I have a long backstory. Like I grew up in Florida. Yeah, uh, I grew up in Baltimore. Moved to Florida. Lived on an island. So I had all kinds of turtles. I I was basically. 10 to 12 years old, I lived on an island with no friends. All I had was a fishing boat and I collected turtles. Turtles at the time. So when I moved back to Baltimore, I had a bunch of box turtles, you know, the the ones you see in the forest. Yeah. 
Then I kind of got out of it for a little while. Someone stole every, someone came and stole all my turtles. I had like nine of them. So they're gone. And then I just said, ah, fuck it. I started skating, riding bikes and all that stuff. So when I moved out to California, I got some property and my, my wife's friend found a tortoise, a sulcata. It was about, probably about that big. And at the time I had the bowl, you know, I had the big property. Yeah. I was like, all right, I'm going to build him a pen. So I'm, I built him a pen in our garden. One tortoise turned into three tortoises. I posted some stuff on social media. People are like, oh, I have this tortoise, you know, that I need a home for, and blah, 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 lives on a concrete pad. I'm like, ooh, all right, I'll take him in. Took him in, kept him for like a year and a half. The owner then moved to another house, and they're like, oh, you know, it's not like I, I would ever take him back, but like, you know, if you're ever looking to get rid of them, I'll take them back. And I was dude. like, dude, like, I'm like, it's your tortoise. Take it. And I was like, fine. You know, gave it back to her. She's like, long story short, blah, blah, blah. She wanted to give it back to me a, a year and a half later. I was like, let me know if you can't find a home for it. I'll help it. Man. My, dude. And then my UPS truck driver comes to my house. He's like, yeah, they found this tortoise down the road. It was walking on up the, up the pathway down, you know, some ladies looking out her kitchen, saws it, sees this tortoise. I'm like, okay, well, let me know. You know, a week goes by, you know, I'm like, did they find a home for it? They're like, no, she, she has it in her chicken pen. I'm like, all right, bring it over. I went, picked it up, got it. That's Dino. I've had Dino for a few years. He's about it's hard to tell because they grow different, you know, yeah. but he's, he's probably about a little under a hundred pounds and I'd say he's 15, 18 years old. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I had Dino for a few years, moved around, moved, moved from the bowl, moved to this new house, post stuff on social media of, you know, feeding my tortoises and stuff. And then this other guy's like, well, I had this tortoise. He's 25 and he lives in a, a yard as big as this room. And I'm like, oh, dude, like, let me know if you can't find a home for him. I'll help you. <laughs> Say that and a lot, huh? A little while later, <laughs> you can't find a home for him. I help him. I build a little spot out here because the males can't be together. They freaking fight. And it's it's like MMA for tortoises. It's insane. Like, literally, they just joust each other until they flip over. And they then they push them over again. Then they joust, push over. It's all day long. So I built like separate pens. So that's Wilbur. So Wilbur's 25 when I got him. I've had him for a year. So he's 26 now. So I have four. I still have two of the original ones. I rehomed one of my other ones because this little old lady was looking for one. I was like, look, if you need help, let me know. Here's one. Dude, I give this lady one of my tortoises. A week later, she's posting on social media. She got two more. I'm like, what are you doing? They're not like, they're not, they don't need buddies. You know what I mean? They don't like, like they, each other. They don't get along. Like once, once they get like over this big, that's when the, that's when you can tell their gender. Once, once they become, once a male becomes a male yeah. and then like another one becomes a male and it's like, oh, you're a male. You mean you're a dude? Like, <laughs> wow. On. So I'm waiting for the phone call. But uh yeah, so I have four. So I know you mentioned the bowl and you moved, 
People that don't know Bucky Lassick had, and I don't know that much about it, I just know that one of his houses that he had, he had a bowl that was a fucking insane giant concrete thing, real big deep thing. When you, I assume, sell that house and move to another house, does the person that buys that house, do they fill that with water or dirt or do they skate it? No, it's just sitting there. They've, and no, and, but they're not letting anybody ride it. Nope. They bought the house off you. And they're and they're keeping it there, and it, it's just there for like somebody to fall in and die. It's just there, and there's there's shit in there for sure. Like there's probably like some cats, some dogs, some opossums, and because when I lived there, I had to clean it out. I kept it, you know, nice and and clean, and rescued animals out of because animals would get caught in there. Oh, absolutely. There's like anything from like tarantulas to snakes to rabbits to squirrels to my dog fell in it once. Idiot. Um, Why would they? Yeah. they. So here's the story with that. I moved out. People are like, how could you ever move from there? Mm-hmm. I was like, because I lived in the house, not the ball. Like, yeah. The house was, you know, it was a nightmare. It was a almost 20 year old house that wasn't built well. Right. So sold the house. The people that bought the house, they were like super cool at first. They're like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. Like, blah, blah, blah. Love the house. We want it. The bowl, like, they were like, yeah, like, you can come skate it. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, I was like, yeah, I have, I have this event. I hold, I, hold, I hold an event every year, the barbecue. Yeah. I throw a big fundraising party. And they were, in, they were okay with that. They were okay with it because I told them I do it for a charity and, you know, I could probably raise money to pay them for, for hosting it yeah. and then donate the rest of the money to charity. Okay. I did this every year and they're like, yeah, yeah, this is awesome. We love you. Like, this is awesome. Buying a house from, from a professional skateboarder. This bowl is awesome. Then like a week or two before they buy the house, they come over and they're like, well, my friend's a lawyer, and they said this uh, this bowl is a uh, what did they say? It's a uh, liability. I'm like, yeah, that's what this piece of paper is for. You know, you, you everyone who walks on the property has signed this piece of paper saying blah blah blah. They're not going to sue. Skate at their own risk. Right. Done. No problem. Yeah. Blah blah blah. Shit went sour fast. They're like, we want 50 grand to fill in the bowl. I'm like, what? Fuck you. Like, you're buying the house, not the bowl. The bowl is like, just, it's like a fountain that camp that comes on the property. It's like, yeah. the bowl is yours. Like, whatever. I'm not charging you for the bowl. You're buying the house. Yeah. They, they tried to back out. They tried to like do all this. They wanted money. And I was like, you know what? Fuck you. And then I was, I basically gave them some of what they wanted, like discounted the house so that they basically fucked me. Right. So at that point I was like, okay, whatever, I'm out. And that's it. I don't want to ever go back. But apparently one of my friends knows the daughter and son of the people who bought the house. And they're like, you want to come over and skate? I was like, not if your fucking mom and dad are there because I've never wanted to fucking punch an old lady in her face before in my life. Oh. And I've, I've made, <laughs> I made a punch in the face. So 
I don't go back there. And someone actually went back there and skated. They said it was the weirdest thing. The lady came up and just hawk-eyed her, you know, just watching them the whole time. Like, you going to sue me? Are you going to sue me? Like, <sighs> fuck off. Like, so, wait, no people went. go there and skate? One time someone went and skated it. That's just... It's so it's weird that you would leave that there, but still have such a problem with anybody being in it. I I would just... It's so gigantic. Like, yeah, you got to do something, man. Like, you can't just leave that. They had they had a landscaping company come while I was there, like, while shit was bad. Yeah. Like, you were going to have someone come and give us a – they're going to give us a quote on filling it. <laughs> I was like, all right. Dude shows up, like, in some fucking – 82 Toyota pickup truck with some fucking cages on the back of it. Like he's going to haul out some fucking trash. <laughs> they walk, they're like, Whoa, some pool. We got to fill in and we're going to come look and give you a quote. I was like, come on up here. Right. So you're walking up the hill. You can't see the bowl. Right? Yeah. You're like walking up this hill. I'm walking them up. Dude, we walk up to the crest. Look at the ball. The guys are just like, Dude, it's the size of like a football field. And it's like 13 and a half feet. I know. It's massive. And they just <laughs> shit themselves. They're just like. And they spent the whole time like taking pictures like of themselves, like around the bowl. <laughs> and I think they're the ones who gave her a quote of 50 grand to fill it in. <laughs> 50 grand. Yeah. That's so awesome. Just. Yeah. Just whip up a number. Sounds like a sweet number. I wonder if these idiots will go for it. $50,000 for dirt in a hole. Yeah. I just do it over time. A couple of shovels every day. I'll be all right. But to be honest with you, I'm surprised. I had like these big boulders that I used for like landscaping that actually when we dug the hole, a lot of the rock, the natural rock I used as landscaping around. Yeah. All you have to do is take one of the fucking bobcats and push tip that in there and it'll snap everything and no one's going to skate it at that point right but they they haven't even done that thankfully so maybe they think they're going to do their own barbecue and take you out you ever think of that bucky it would be awesome i I would welcome that they're going to make their own skateboard company and i think put you out of business for for like the skate community, I think it was a big loss. I mean, for me, it was a big loss not being able to... They promised that I'd be able to go back there and at least skate it. And yeah. pulled out everything. And that, that to me, they went from, like, fake nice to being, like, the typical, like, she's a realtor, you know what I mean? Like, not to be judgmental, but it's, like, she's fucking pansy, you know what I mean? Like, she's a lying fucking pansy. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people take a lot of shit in life and and a lot of people don't end up ever getting the upper hand because I always have un- tried to understand because I've always – people always think I'm an asshole, you know, or I've, I've done this, I've done that. I'm like, I, I don't – I'm not, like, mean to people, you know, like I'm not – I don't. No. If I if I have been mean, I'm not getting off on it. It was an accident. I was probably drunk or something. But I never. I never was like. I need to fuck somebody over, man. I need to. That's what gets me off is fucking someone over. Yeah. So I've always found it surprising when other people are like that. I feel like a lot of times in my life, I've been uh, taken for a ride because of that. Because I always assume I wouldn't do that. So why would you do that? And and people right. are like, oh, 
you you're one of them fucking idiots. Like I love guys like you. I fucking I roll them for everything they've got. But I still, I because I, I don't get as angry as those, as those people because I know that in in your life you've lost so many times and you've never come up to the point where if there's an opportunity for you to come up, you will do it at all costs and you won't even feel bad about it because you've just. You, you see yourself as the guy that always loses. That's just yeah. the only way I can figure out why you would take somebody for a ride. They got in too deep. They got in too deep and then they tried to pull out towards the end. Not pull out, but they tried to like take, you know, take me for granted. And uh, my, my realtor at the time, I think she was nervous because of losing the deal. And right. she didn't fight for us as much as I think she should have. And, yeah. and then it just became, I, I became real bitter over the whole thing just because I think it was, it was, it was, it was really lame for them to, to kind of come at me in such, in so late in the game over, over what they were coming at me with, you know? Have you contemplated doing it, making another one? No, I dude, Bob's house is like 10 minutes away. Mancha's vert ramps, like. Another four minutes from who's Mancha, you know, Mancha has the green gator skins ramp in his backyard. Oh, the, the, is it little Brazilian guy? It's a little uh, ramp, right? It's smaller. It's like 11 foot tranny, two feet of vert, I think. Oh, okay. Uh, I must have, I must have seen it. I follow everybody. Yeah. You've seen it. It's green. It's okay. the only green vert ramp. Yeah. I've seen it. Got palm trees around and stuff. You skate with Cookie Head Jenkins skates still? I skated with Cookie yesterday. I saw that. And he's always over. Actually, we were talking about COVID and like being weird about like being around people who are around other people a lot. Yeah. And I just I just cut Cookie off. He used to come over and spend the night at the house and just kind of like, hey, I'm in the area. I'm like, hmm, ha, hmm, hmm. You were just in. Hmm, hmm. He's a little I'll too social. I'll see you tomorrow at the ramp. <laughs> <laughs> I know, dude. I feel like you at the ramp, like you're next to each other. It's not the same, dude. But if you're inside with somebody, if he's got it, yeah. he's giving it to you. Yeah, and he was just—he was just—he was telling us he was with his buddy, uh, one of his partners, and he's like, "Yeah, his dad got it, and now he thinks he has it." I'm like, <sighs> "Weren't you just fucking up there a week ago?" Like. Yeah. Mm, yeah i'm like yeah that's cool yeah yeah i i did uh be reels podcast the other day so i went to their studio and smoked yeah. more marijuana than you're supposed to but i trained for it so i was okay but holy shit those guys <laughs> i mean i guess they do it so that you say after you've gone there that nobody smokes more weed than them like I, maybe there's a but it's it's I smoke weed all day, dude. And the first two joints, they give you joints to start the show because you don't want to pass them around. You get your own joints. Right. So I'm fucking, the first couple of, I'm like, you know, and I'm like, man, that is some fucking strong shit. You know what I mean? I could taste it in my mouth. I'm like, man, that is, you guys have some great marijuana. You know what I mean? And then like maybe an hour in, I'm smoking this second one and I'm like, and Be Real's talking to me and I'm like, and then all of a sudden I'm like, man, I didn't even hear what you said. And I'm looking right at your face. I'm like, and then I said to myself, fuck, Jason, you got to really focus right now. You are high as fuck. 
And that doesn't usually happen to me. So I don't know what they do, but man, they whatever their weed is insane, dude. Got the, they probably got the Mackie weed. They got you the shit with like tobacco. <laughs> dude, I thought for a second. I told my wife I was drinking. They gave me a bottle of water, and I was like, man, I wonder if they put shit in the water because. I'm so high. It's just two joints. I smoke two joints all the time. I'm fucking nailed to the wall in this. And then I'm, these guys, one guy next to me, he smoked as many joints as me and he had a dab bong and he's ripping the dab bong. But nobody has, they don't say a lot, dude, because they're so high. Like a couple of guys are just like, yeah. Yeah. Just one hitter. They just have like one hitter lines, right? They just come up with the funny shit. Everyone. Yeah. If every now and then they'll drop a high bump. Yeah. Frogs taste with their skin, <laughs> yo. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, yes, that guy is cool. Yeah. But um, I was saying, I you know, I, when I saw Be Real in the studio, he's like, hey, and, and Be Real's trying to be nice, man. You know, I lost my job and I'm trying to get into podcasting, and Be Real's like, fucking, you come on my podcast anytime, homie. And I'll come on yours whenever you need me because he's that kind of guy. He's one of those guys, dude. I know I'm not like a musician or whatever, but I know enough fucking dickheads in my... I met a lot of dickheads in my life. That dude, when he's your friend, he's your fucking friend. Like, doesn't matter what happens in your career, he's your fucking guy. And if you need him, he's there, which means I have to do the same for this man because he's a great man. So when I go in there... He's like, hey, and I'm like, hey, and he's like, and I'm like, oh, fuck, we're doing it. Like, we're we're going to fucking shake. I'm like, okay, fuck. I hope Be Real doesn't have it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but I also, like, because my guys that I do a show with, Tully and Kevin, they're paranoid. But, but Tully, Kevin's really paranoid, and Tully's right with him, and they rightfully so. You know, they're like, we really just want to get this vaccine before we talk to anybody, and I'm like, look, I, I agree, but there's like I said, the kids thing. My my kids, I'm seeing my kids, and 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 I'm gonna see my boxing coach. And I'm, if Be Real has me on, I'm gonna go. Guess what? If Burke Kreischer says, "Can I go on the podcast tomorrow?" Guess who's driving to Burke Kreischer's house? Like I don't. I'll, I'm trying to make yeah. it here, and if I get COVID in the middle of trying to make it, that's an okay thing for me. I don't have any old people around me. I think right, I'm pretty that's fit. What I was like, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I mean, you're younger. It's you're going to you're going to be aware like you're Tolly and all the and your buddies there like you're they're aware. You know what I mean? It's not like if you start feeling some kind of weird reaction or you feeling a little off, you're going to be honest and you're definitely not going to go see, you know, your grandma or whoever. You know right. what I mean? Like you're going to be aware and you're going to. We have to get off. tested every Monday, Bucky. Yeah, that's the show. Every, the other guys on the show would would be happy if it was every week. So I was like, okay, if that's what makes yeah. you happy, then we can do it that way. So, yeah. so that's what we do. It does work a little bit because I I got to admit, like after seeing all those guys in that room and seeing how much weed they smoke, I was like, I don't know how many times they wash their hands. They might forget they have hands. Yeah. It, it, and I was like, man, I got a test today and I'm negative. I'm like, all right. Probably it was good that I got it. I'm glad I got it. It wasn't a bad idea. So, what else do you do? You got your kids? Are they grow? One's did one leave? Because I know one, Devin's like twenty something, right? Twenty one. Yeah, Devin. Devin is uh, twenty three. Holy shit! Yeah, twenty three. Paris is twenty. Okay, that's what it is. And uh, and Tenzin's thirteen. 
Okay. So the 23 year old, she's kind of like living with her boyfriend off and on here and back at his house, which is his mom's house. Okay. Uh, she's gone through like hair school. She's about to take her, uh, what do you call that? Um, not yeah. Her finals or whatever. Yeah. Her, I know what it is. I know the word. I don't know the word, but I know what you're going to say. Yeah. So yeah. she does that and then she can be a full on hairdresser, right? Yeah. Right. So she's, uh, She's interning now at this nice uh, hair salon, kind of doing color. She can't cut until she takes her boards. Right. Uh, and then Paris is just kind of hanging out, hanging out around the house. Needs to get a damn job. What uh, is the job like? What are you as a dad with a pro skateboarding race car job? Because those are jobs. They're hard, but they're fun. And those and your kids know how much you love your jobs. How how yeah. do you? convince a young 20 year old to get a career uh you know they to make them realize they can't always live their life through yes yes as i as a man who has a 15 year old i really am looking forward to hearing what you have to say (laughs) it's it's there's a reality and it comes down to you know as long as you're helping me out right now i'll help you out okay but uh there's a time probably a few months ago when she was just like never here, like hanging out with her boyfriend, blah, blah. blah. And it's like, you're going to come home and ask me to fill your tank up on your car, in your car. But yet I'm not going to see you. Like that's, that doesn't, it doesn't work like that. Like right. you have horses, you have all this stuff. So luckily the, her and her boyfriend broke up. So now she's home a lot more. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Not she's helping me out at least, but with the COVID thing, it's like, what kind of job is she going to get? You know what I mean? Like, I, I, know. I personally think for now, a job that has some kind of benefits as far as like healthcare or something like that, so that she can start like kind of establishing herself, you know, uh, just being more mature and, and responsible. Yeah. I don't care what it is. She's yeah. doing some, she's modeling right now. Uh, which is, you know, it's basically probably free product and maybe some money, but she probably, I don't know, she blows that easily. Like, but it's definitely one of those careers that you can be, you can be working on another craft while you're doing that. That's not not shitting on modeling, but no, you know, you don't. Yeah. I mean, you should be practicing your poses, but also at the same time, you could be working on a craft while be, being a model. Right. Like with my 13 year old, she's all into anime and drawing and stuff. And I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm doing a lot of YouTube stuff right now. So why don't you help or at least learn how to edit? Yeah. You could help me with editing. You could help me work the, you know, some of the GoPros and, and learn the craft. <clears throat> Cause damn, if you can't make some money aside from working for me, you could go and, you know, you could start doing social media stuff. You could work with companies maybe some companies that I know right. and start doing social media for them and doing like content. Cause that's pretty much where it's going. You know what I mean? Like yep. you look at like, you look at like Hoonigan and race service and all these companies out there who are doing like all these videos for, for these uh, manufacturers and, and corporations. And it's like, they all started holding GoPros. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, all those little things that were, it's funny because there are a lot of skateboarding, you know, we've, we've, we've been there for a long time and it seems like some of that stuff is, I mean, you know, a lot of us are doing other jobs that aren't skateboarding by, by applying that skateboard 
mentality to it, but it's also yeah, maybe I'll start. That's what I'm going to do next. We just, I'm just starting my new career right here on on the on the Ellis podcast. Well, you never know, dude. It could be. I'll change the fucking name. I've already changed it a thousand times beforehand. If this thing, <laughs> I'll do a fucking podcast with you. Fuck it. <laughs> I think you'll get sick of me after a couple of days, but. I'm in a position right now where I don't know what my position is. You know, I, the Jason Ellis Show podcast has been two episodes. There'll be one, another one. It'll be three by Wednesday. Yeah. And it's not like, you're the fucking, you're the greatest thing ever. Everyone's talking about you. No, they're fucking not. We got to build this thing. Like, we got to build. And I was, I was fucking millionaire, fucking bad boy over here getting mad checks. And now I'm like at zero. And I'm like, wow, really? I hope you guys like me. If you don't, wow, that was fun. That was a great ride, I guess. So yeah. I, I don't, I have no idea what's in the future. I feel good about it, but I also, you know, it's th- there's definitely like, uh, you know, this is easy. It's not easy. There's a lot of shit, a lot of things that come into play. But I think, but I, I like it. I like doing this stuff. I like talking. I like talking, especially with my friends and, and learning and doing things. I'm, I'm into that. It's just, which ones am I supposed to do? which ones are the ones that everybody wants me to do and I'll do those but I just haven't got there yet as I said you're like hey man do that maybe we should because I don't fucking know dude I I do not have the answers to like what is the greatest podcast idea I know that I know I don't know well at least you don't at least everyone doesn't think like you're like some millionaire because you're on some video <laughs> game and that's all they say. you're my favorite character on Tony Hawk Pro Skater it's like that's great like that's awesome, but they're like they also think that I'm some millionaire because I'm a professional skateboarder. It's like, when's the last time you saw a vert contest on ESPN? <laughs> yeah, what is that, man? Why did they do that? What's so good about street skating anyway? <laughs> they think my name is Bucky Hawk. Oh wow, it's like that, huh? Yeah, I don't know. It's I'm I'm a character on on someone else's video game. You know what I mean? Like I have a good ass character. Thanks. Like I put a lot of time into it, but it's like I don't get the same check Tony gets. Yeah. Like, yeah, but you do good though, right? We used to do good. You now don't do, we do good. Okay. We do okay, but we not like we used to. Dude, the first couple games I was on, it was like banging. Wow. Yeah, like banging, like wow, sick. And then they were like, "Well, we we want you on the new game, but like, how about just like the signing bonus?" And what? You want to pay for my groceries and gas money compared to like this house? Like, what was what was sick when it was sick? Six figures. Fucking hell. Yeah, banging. Wait, and then and then the next game comes out and they go, "Hey, it was like it was like three or four later." Okay, so was there like, was a couple of games where you were just smashing shit. Yeah, and then and then that's when I stopped. I stopped being on them. I was like, "No, nah, that's all right. I'm I'm cool." Like, and then everyone else was like, "Yeah, I'll do it." I was like, "Dude, you guys are blowing it. Like, you got to stand strong. You know, get that money back." And then yeah. everyone started like taking the scraps that they were giving. And that's that's where that's where it went. But then they did the re the re uh, the one and two. Yeah. You know? and, and, uh, and they paid you for that? 
they paid us, but they didn't pay us like before, you know, it was, but it was rad. It was, it was kind of like a, a throw to, you know what I mean? Like it was rad to be a part of something that once was. And it seemed like people were pretty was, excited about it. Yeah. And it was rad, like having new graphics, like updated version, like it was pretty cool. So does that mean you're in the next one? Or do they bring American Wasteland back? Like how many revamps do they do or is that it? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they're going to go and ask, like, who knows? Like, who knows? Like, they might go, like, a whole other route. They might, like, get Steve-O's character on there or something. You know what I mean? Like, they might not. Who knows? Right. I could see how they would do that, too. Yeah, they might just go crazy and get, like, Conor McGregor, Steve-O, and who else? Sounds like, uh... It, like, uh, do you? It, is it? It'd be funny if Jake Paul tried to beat you in a skateboard contest. That'd be fun, right? Yeah. They don't seem to go for us, though, right? No, I mean, I think how how awesome is skateboarding, though, for sure. Like, I just realized that's a really big way to talk shit on all other sports compared to skateboarding. Because if Jake Paul had been skateboarding for the last five years. And he was like, uh, I want to compete against Bucky Lassick. <laughs> that would be, that would, there was, like, you got to be fucking joking me, you know? And this dude's talking to Conor McGregor and, 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 and like, he's getting a fight. Logan Paul's fighting Floyd Mayweather. That's pretty much Jake Paul having a fucking skateboard contest against you. Dude, that's the same thing. That's not even, that's not, Mayweather, like, he could pick a round, he could pick the time of the round. That he wants to put a glove to his face. Yeah, I don't know if he can knock him out, but he can. He probably he could. Pro- I think he's going to knock him out because I think there's so, there's only so much damage you can take even from somebody that's way smaller than you before you start to fall. So, I there's not a chance in hell Mayweather is going to smoke him like. It's just a given. He's just too quick. Even still, like, the only difference still, is is because he it's still trains. If Jake Paul has a skateboard contest against Bucky Lassick, there's no there, at one point there isn't a time where Bucky Lassick flew by and knocked Jake Paul off his skateboard. Like it's him by himself, and then it's you by yourself. J- Logan Paul could throw a punch, and Floyd could somehow f- just not I don't not not, not see it move move the wrong way. Yeah, I don't know, but let's say. Let's say one accidentally brushed him. Yeah, I know, dude. Look, I, as a guy that boxes all the time, I've boxed little guys, dude. Little guys, that doesn't mean, oh, it's easy. It's an easy night for me. If they're good, it just means it's a humiliating night for, for you because they just keep moving, and every time you keep going to where they are, they punch you in the face and then move again. So you just keep, you just keep meeting them for a punch in the face. That's all that happens when you fight little guys that are better than you. That. They just keep moving around you, and you keep trying to find them, in the and get punched. He's gonna hit his shoulder. See, you can, I I wouldn't recommend doing that with Logan Paul. Logan Paul's like two twenty, dude, but six three and two twenty. If he fucking punches you through your shoulder and it bounces off the top of your head, it it might rock you. Like he's a big dude. Like the McGregor out of nowhere shoulder check. I just think, I look. Floyd is so much better than everybody in the world. And when I've sparred people that are really high level, 
um, but nowhere near Floyd, but really high level and smaller than me. It's insane how bad it is. Like I've, I've, it's like I've, I've gone, and he's, and he, I can already tell. There's not even a point of throwing it out here anymore. I know what's going to happen every time he does it. He can see it like it's slow mo. He'd be like, "Whap!" And I'm like, "It's it, after like ten of those, you're like, why the fuck would I throw another hand out here when I know it's just a? It's I've I've had friends just go whoop, and then they're like, "Hey," and I'll be like, "What?" And then boom, again, and I'm like, "That's impossible." It's not. It's super easy if you're little, faster, and a million times better. But I, people are like, uh, you, you're in your sport at the highest level and you're like, you don't want people to disrespect your sport. You don't want yeah. like a Steve-O in the game because you paid your fucking hard-earned dues and Steve-O fucking didn't. You can say whatever you want, Steve-O. Yeah, you skateboarded and you do jackass stunts, but you fucking ne- you never paid the skateboard dues that Bucky Lassick paid. And it, what's right is what you should have. But it's, it's the same thing. It's like, I'm not watching that fucking Logan Paul... Uh, Mayweather fight. It's It's a yeah. It's yeah. It's entertainment. Which, in a way, if you skateboarding had some more of that, the only thing is, skateboarding is so difficult. You can't get like CM Punk. CM Punk can't decide he wants to be a pro skateboarder and and show up at X Games and go down the mega ramp. If he did, would I watch it? Fuck yeah. Does that make me a sellout? Like, no, man. I just want to see people get shit whipped. I'm on the couch. (laughs) <laughs> like dude come on car crashes when you crash i don't want you to crash bucky like if i was there in a car crash i'd be fucking i'd be nervous as fuck but if i see you crash on a video and i know that you're all right and i see a video of you fucking and you're up and you're like whoa i would text you and go fuck dude that was awesome <laughs> it's not like i want you to crash it's 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 fucking entertainment, man. Like Ken Block, if he if I see a video of him eating shit, I'm I've I love I love it. I'm like hell yeah, Ken, you madman. You're like in your fifties and you're ragdolling yourself down some street. That's awesome. So I like I like it, but I but I I don't I also because I was worse than you. I was more hardcore than you. I could not stand anybody who didn't pay their dues. Yeah. Being in our shit. Like I used to vibe yeah. Sal and Sal was my friend and I was being mean to him on behalf of Danny and Colin because they were like, this guy doesn't fucking skate. And I'm like, I know, right? But I was like, he's a nice guy. It's, right. yeah. it's But my brain was so perplexed because I was like, fuck it. But I was also like, I don't, he's a nice guy. I, I, I'm confused. Yeah. I want to be a dick, but I feel yeah. like I should just be his friend. So... I'm glad I chose that. Have you spoken to Danny lately? Danny? Yes. Uh, here and there. Yeah, here and there. Yeah, I spoke to him the other day. I'm going to have him on the show real soon. We're going to talk a little bit more before we have him on, but he he needs some friends. He needs to... Have you seen... Have people, you watched Cobra Kai? Yes, dude, don't... Wait. <laughs> yes. God, don't do it. See, you can't... Oh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. This is so harsh. This is so hard. No. I will not know what you're saying, Bucky Lazic. Oh no. I know, I know, but this is real life. This is not a movie. He he deserves a second chance. I'm trying to help him. 
I'm just saying, Johnny reminds me of a certain person. Yes, I, no, I fucking got it, dude. I got it. <laughs> I got it to the point where it's kind of harsh. Is I'm, I'm kind of, I'm once again perplexed. I don't want to laugh, but it is funny. But fuck, it's on the nail, is what it is. Shit. But we got to get him out of his little rut. I don't like where he is right now. I, uh, he deserves better. And I know that deep down, he's a kind man too. He's just been through a lot and he's hung out with the wrong crowd for a long time it's it it it's a it's a big fix for him but it can be done i believe it can be done oh absolutely absolutely danny is one amazing person but he does surround himself around yes people yeah. and people who feed danny's His bullshit like energy in the wrong way yeah cuz danny is literally i talked when i talked to danny i talked to danny but then when I see some stuff, it's like, that's not Danny, but it's Danny. Yep. Yeah. I, uh, the last time I spoke to him, I felt that a lot had changed in his life and that he uh, was willing to to admit his faults and, and, and look for a way to fix them. And I, and I caught sincerity in his voice. I believed that he was serious. And I was like, man, if you're really serious, I would love to help you because I know what happened to him when he was a kid. Like, if, and I, and as a guy that's been damaged and gone through a lot of therapy, I, it's kind of like I'm not a doctor, but I've broken a lot of shit, and I can tell you which, like, and and I've never been wrong. When I go to the doctor and I tell him what's broken or torn, I've never been wrong ever. So I do, I, but I, don't let me operate on you, but I definitely know when I've heard something. <laughs> and I also know when someone's been damaged in a, in a, from their childhood in a certain way and the way that a, an adult reacts from that damage when they were a child. And and he's he obviously focused it on skateboarding and that's why he became the crazy, um, the skateboarder that he is today, like a you know the legend of legends. Because he had so much trauma in his fucking brain, dude, that he was fearless. Because he had real yeah. shit, I, and I'm not going to talk about it. I'm going to let him talk about it. But he turned he turned shit off to turn other shit on. Yep, full on. Yep, more than any of us. Like I feel like he's the definition of what. You know, there was times there where I was like, "What's yeah, he's the best? He's the most talented guy in skateboarding." Vert, that's just it. And his attitude. Sometimes I'd want to adopt it, and sometimes I'd be like. I don't even feel like I need to be the best if it comes, if I need to be like that. Like I don't, and, and, and I could tell that there will be a pain that, you know, in, in the end they'll, cause we're not get, we can't just be the best skateboarder in the world for the rest of our lives. We can't. Right. Right. Sooner or later. I've, we'll, seen it. I've seen him the same way that we talked about earlier where like you go to Venice and you're like, Oh, this is, you know, you start thinking about what you used to do. And then you see this local kid do this. And it's like, fuck me. I've seen Danny kind of fall into that same thing. One, you know, whether it be at LA skating vert or like when he came to my bowl, when I had my bowl and my fucking bowl is intimidating as shit. I'm like, yeah. Danny, don't even, don't even like, don't even trip, like do some 50 fifties. They'll be the fucking best 50 fifties you've ever done in your life. Do a backside air, do some frontside airs and feel skateboarding. Don't, don't go back to where you like, you got to do this and this and this and this. Just feel your feet under your board and feel what skateboarding feels like. Because my ball was amazing for that. You didn't have to do the tricks in it. You could just go fast as shit and just 
you find yourself fucking 10 feet out and it felt like three foot out. Shit. Yeah, it was wild. So Wait. he did. He came, he came, he skated. He, he, he's, you know, he, he did that. He turned off the competitiveness and just flowed. But like, you could see it like haunting him. Yeah. And still, when I, when I see him at LA, when, I, when we skate Bert and I see him and Colin, uh, Danny just, he slowly starts accepting the fact that he's not skating as much as he used to. He can right. still do everything that he used to do. But he would have to skate for like a few days yeah. before before doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like same everybody. He yeah, doesn't skateboard every day. Yeah, you have to put the time in again. And then absolutely you'll be able to do it again. Yeah, I was down there. Uh, I did get to skate with Danny and Colin. All three of us skated Tony's ramp together at one point, And my wife was like... Um, which one is the one you said that was the best guy that ever lived? And I was like, that was Danny. The, that she's like, oh yeah. She's like, I couldn't tell who I couldn't tell the difference between all three of you. And I'm like, well, things have changed a little bit lately, <laughs> and all three of us don't maybe go down to the ramp as often because basically, yeah. my wife just witnessed all three of us knee sliding around for fucking an hour like retards. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, first time I went to the ramp and I took my wife, Jen, back to cheap – when I was living in Baltimore, we went to cheap skates. Yeah. And, you know, she knew that I was a professional skateboarder or whatever. She, well, she learned that I was. Took her, took her to, the, to the ramp and she's like, you – I thought you were, like, good. Like, all you, all you did was fall the whole time. I was like, yeah. It's, it's – that's, that's – you know, that's part of it. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Man, I'd be like, keep that shit to yourself, all right? We'll figure it out. Yeah, I know. That's, uh, I don't think I've had to do that with Katie. I've always been terrible at skateboarding ever since I started dating her. So, I don't <laughs> and know. The other thing was, what the fuck is that smell I smell? Knee pads. Knee pads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're lucky, Katie. You don't know nothing about my knee pads. Jiu-jitsu. You know what? Oh, yeah. No, you smelled my jujitsu yeah. shit. Yeah, no, she smelled it. <laughs> yeah, right. that's bad. Yeah. Yeah, there's some sweaty assholes involved in that. I'll tell you what, though. I've always been a cleaner skateboarder. I'll get sweaty in skateboarding and I'll get dirty on the ramp. But afterwards, I, I, I remember fully vibing people for not washing their pads. I was one of those people who'd be like, hey, man. You need to wash your fucking pads. You stink. I can smell you when you go by me in the air. <laughs> I would fucking point people out. I did not give a fuck about that. Hey, stinky. Get out of here with that. <laughs> uh, the worst are elbow pads, man. Like elbow pads. People don't tend to wash their elbow pads ever. That's insane. And that's like right there. I feel like maybe it's different because some guys don't sweat that much. But when you sweat like I do, like I was just always... A, a beast, you know, there's just shit coming off me everywhere, blood and sweat everywhere. And I was like, my shit was usually almost trash. In the end, from being heavier, like my knee pads and my shoes were almost toast after one session. Like I would just annihilate everything I had. My pants would be fucking melted. Like I just never fell good at all. Yeah, Whatever. And, and if you don't, if you don't air your pads out, that's, that's the thing. Like, if you put your pads back in the bag and then, like, you throw them in the trunk of your car and then you go to skate the next day and you, like, unzip your bag, you're like, 
This is a, but this is a feral man. This is a feral man who's doing this. If you skateboard all day and then you put your shit in the car and then you just leave your car with the shit in your bag in the car, you're a feral, you're a ferret, a homeless ferret. You're a fucking mongrel. Makes no sense. Like, even when I was, we're talking, I could, I didn't even have plates at my house because I didn't want to wash shit. Like, I would just get the, I would buy the ones in the supermarket, the plastic ones you put in the trash because I didn't want to wash dishes, man. And I always wash my knee pads. What the fuck? I never got that. Stinky people, man. That's some gross shit, man. I feel like it was more of an East Coast thing too. East Coast people were less clean. What do you think about that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I can back that. Yeah, because we rocked the same shit forever. Yeah. Like we never got new shit. Like, What's up with that? My shoes are just duct tape. Why'd just you do that? Tape. Why'd you guys do Yeah, duct tape, guys. What's up with that? Just no no money. No, yeah. I had no I money. I think there was a different. I feel like people in Melbourne would like wash their two, wash their shoelaces to go skate the next day, and and some people didn't wash their knee pads. You know, yeah. Like people in Melbourne were, everybody thought they were fucking Nas in Melbourne, so everybody stayed fresh to death. That was the there was and and if you were stinky. You were pointed out hardcore, man. I was because I would be the king of Melbourne, and if you were stinky, the king of Melbourne would point out that you were stinky as fuck, and all my minions would laugh at you and tell you to get a shower. Like I, I hated those guys because I remember one guy that did it too much, and I had to have a talk to him about it. I was like, dude, you can't skate like that anymore. I'm gonna puke on you as you go past me because he had like crazy stench and he had dreadlocks and shit. So he was like, he really liked to stink. But we, Who was the stinkiest person in skateboarding, you think? I know. Who? Bruce Martin. I don't know Bruce Martin. Uh, he is, uh, what's it called? Um, and how good is Bruce Martin? He was, he was like the... Uh, he no the no offense. To- Skatopia, Skatopia. Yeah, okay. What about Omar's breath? Have you ever smelled Omar's breath? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you got it. See, I got you. (laughs) You had to. You could not not laugh. You had to. If you want to know what gingivitis smells like, (laughs) Omar. It's weird because it's like, I feel like you could fix that. I. You can fix that, right? You can get it fixed. There's like a thing you can do. Dentists know how to fix that. <laughs> it's like stinky va- well, I'm knocking my microphone off. It's like stinky vaginas. There's like a there's like a there's like a thing in there. A pH levels are off. <laughs> Dude, I feel so bad. He's never gonna hear this show, so we'll be okay. But one time I interviewed him for X Games, and that's when I discovered that he had that breath. And I was like, Jesus Christ, man, your breath is out of control. And he was like, hey, man, really? And I was like, ah, fuck. I didn't, you know what I mean? I was joking. I didn't mean to be mean, but that was, yeah. All joking aside, that shit stinks. And he he had the craziest girlfriends for the longest time, all hotties. And I just kept thinking, 
you make hell with him? <laughs> you don't say nothing? Like, you know, like, hey, let's, let's get some gum. Let's get some gum, yeah? Like, let me floss those fucking choppers for you, you know? <laughs> I don't know. I love Omar, though. And, man, still ripping. I see videos every now and then of him doing shit. I'm like, fuck, dude. You are. And he's taking some big slams. He is a fucking tough bastard. He is the one more time king. He is, huh? One more. One more. One more. <laughs> and it's like a lot of, yeah, and it's like, nah, you should. And everyone's like, probably not. Nah. And he's like, fuck it. Yeah. No, I remember, because I've done those, and he's still doing them. I'm like, man, there's a certain amount of them. You can't get, you know, like I can't do that anymore. I can't just hit the concrete and hit the concrete and hit the concrete. I, hey, he's got some girth to him now. You can see it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's awesome. Like he got a bit chunky? <laughs> you know, Not chunky, but you can see the old man girth. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> old man girth, you can see. Yeah. Oh, shit. Because <laughs> he doesn't seem like a guy that would be into fitness, right? He's like a he smokes. Oh, no, no. He's just like eating tacos. Like he's still fourteen, yeah. Yeah, he he doesn't. He's probably he, he hasn't done a push up <laughs> since. No, he, he right. doesn't. He doesn't watch his diet. Diet nothing. He he probably still drinks. Uh, yeah, he he uh, he looks a little girthy, you know. Right. But he's still active. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I could just imagine, like, if Omar didn't skate, like, what he would look like. See, that happens to, I could tell, what, what, fucking, who'd I hang out with? I hung out with uh, Sluggo and Colin and Sam Gabay. And Sam Gabay, not a pro skateboarder, but somebody from Vancouver who's been a Red Dragon since it ever began. And he's the same age as us. Actually, he's a little bit younger, same age as Colin, but. We always used to hang out, do blow, and, you know, get chicks, blah, blah, blah. Same stupid, pathetic Sam, shit. Is Sam, Sam, he's the one that looks like uh, a little bit? A little bit. He's more, um, like, Jewish-looking than, than Keith. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, he's, like, you know, out of shape, and we're at the pool at um, fucking, what's that hotel that I stayed in San Diego? Omni? Yeah, the Omni estate thing. What's it usually called? Whatever. This Omni La Costa. Yeah, the La Costa <laughs> in, in Oceanside. No, Carlsbad, I think it is. But we were all there hanging out in the pool. And he's like, fuck you guys, man. Fucking in shape and shit. And I'm like, what? And he's like, the fuck? You know, like, I got to fucking, I got to get in shape. And I could tell all of a sudden I'm like, oh, it's like a pissing contest. And three of us haven't given up yet. And somebody did, and now they're butthurt. I'm like, because that when you get to near 50 and you're not going to the gym, you are a fat ass, man. Like, the, the food that everyone gets these days, if you're not working out, you're fat. Yeah, it's like your chest gets, like, your chest and your belly gets, like, it's, like, not pear, <laughs> but, like, it gets this girth. <laughs> Man, you are you're a little obsessed with this girth thing that happens with the you're bringing you lose, it up. You lose that, and it just kind of goes that. <laughs> you know, it goes from like that to that. It's that it doesn't help I'm any sports. Like, you, like oh. I, I see it in myself. Like sometimes I'll be in the shower and I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh fuck. Like and I see it. See, I've always had. I've always. 
See, I've always been fat, so it's never... Like, ever since I started getting into MMA, I've been fitter than I was when I was a pro skateboarder. So I don't, you know, I, I look in the mirror and I'll be like, man, I got a little out of shape, but I'm still way fitter than I've ever been in my pro skateboard era ever. I never lifted a weight. I never did anything. I just drank and partied and skateboarded. Like, yeah. diet? You got to be joking me. I don't care. Like, pizza, like, whatever. Like, whatever. Do you think I care what I eat? If I did that much cocaine the night before, like, yeah. what, like yeah. a sandwich, I don't, so. I don't think a salad or a, the green juice is going to fix me after what I did last night. <laughs> so that worked out because I feel like I'm doing all right. The only thing is, I don't know about my insides, you know, from all the drinking and, and partying back in the day. Hopefully your body just bur- gets rid of that if you'd leave it for long enough, but you never yeah, know, man. I think smoking's probably the worst, though, but I don't... I guess drinking, too. You know, the liver. Yeah. It depends on who you are as well. Some people... It's like some people smoke cigarettes and they live till they're old, and some people smoke cigarettes and they get cancer when they're 25. It's... You know, some people can drink and and go about their business until they're 80, and some people drink and they, you know, they break out in rashes and they can't do it. So I feel like... And there's scales of that. So it's like... You could be a little bit more allergic to alcohol than the average person and not know it, and your liver could take a shit in the first ten years of your drinking. And other people are like, "Man, I don't see the problem. I've been drinking every day for you know forty years, and I'm great." Maybe you got a different yeah. body for it, you know? It could be the tolerance that your parents built you up to as well. Right, you could be like Joe Dirt a little bit, and just you can just pound him. Doesn't do shit because your mom and dad are just trash, just fuck. Yeah, right. <laughs> that might be what I have. I might have that. Yeah. My mom and dad drank a lot, so maybe that's. But you know, it turns out my doc. That's why I can't drink. My doctor was like, um, you, "If you drink now, you, your heart could go into AFib." So that's why I quit drinking altogether. Like uh, he was like, "You can have a couple." I'm like, "No, nah, I don't want to even fuck with that ever again. I don't. I don't need to do to come into to the doctor for that ever again." Yeah. So it's an easy fix, and it's kind of. I don't really want to get, you know, I definitely don't want to get bottle service. I definitely want to, I don't want to stay out late. So it's not really that difficult, you know? Yeah. I feel it more. I definitely feel the drinking. Like I've probably drank more in the past year because of being stuck home than I ever have. Like I used to be like a one beer guy, like maybe at night. Now I'm like, now I'm like two or three and it's like, it's not like I have a problem because like, as soon as I feel like I have a problem, I'll just quit cold turkey. That's right. the way I am. But like I definitely feel like I'm, I've drank more because of I feel like, okay, well, there's nothing to do. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, you fill in the, in the time. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think I was doing that a little bit and then I got that scare and then I got fired or let go or whatever. So now it all, it all worked out because I don't have time for any – I don't need to wake up feeling anything that in, in anything but um, victory. Yeah. I wake up. I can't. Kick I ass. can't do it anyway. More than two or three, and I freaking wake up, and I'm like, I feel like back of my neck, like I just feel tense and just laggy, and it it's just it's not a hangover, but it is a hangover. You know, like I feel it. If you're active and you do, and you're smashing yourself on on ramps and shit, you can't put all that poison and sugar in your body because of the inflammation you're just going to be too sore the next day yep absolutely yeah so it's it's not like you didn't have a good run on being 
I've seen you wasted before. You're all right. <laughs> no, I can still, I can still, you know, I still like literally like not too long ago. If there's a, if there's, you know, I'm, I hang out until three or four o'clock in the morning and I'm not like, I'm, I don't do coke or anything like that, but I'm uh, there, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I'm hanging out, uh, partying with everyone, having beers and stuff. But I, I find like, I enjoy hanging out and you know, whether or not I'm the last one out, it, I usually am the last one to leave the party just hanging out and stuff. But uh, I'm not, I'm, I don't go big. I don't go hard. You know what I mean? Not like some guys. It's a good idea. You don't see it until it's too late. I feel like I didn't realize how fast I drank until I quit drinking and watched other people do me in front of me. And I'm like, oh, wow. Whoa. I'm like, man. If you're wondering why you didn't get laid last night, I can tell you, you know, because <laughs> some people just go so hard that they're a different person all of a sudden, and they're a person that nobody can hang out with for a long period of time. You, yep. Everyone's got to eventually clear out because you're a fucking madman. Yeah, there's, there's aggressive drunks, you know what I mean? Like definitely like the ones that you kind of have to babysit. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you so you like the skateboard contest? After the contest, you're still that guy. You're out there hanging out with the boys. You like that? Yeah, I mean, to a certain extent, not not all the time. That's for sure. But like, if there is a uh, if there's an after party or something like that, I'm usually the one hanging out, or like I enjoy company and socializing. And is there uh, you know like a pack of you know me's? in today's pro skateboarding like at the contest after is there like a is there a guy running around sweaty oh, yeah, looking for blood all the younger guys like yeah they all like to party still like like you used to in the, okay. in the day you know there's still guys out there doing that shit good for them like yeah for for real like and they're fucking the guys that are killing it you know what i mean like they still they still run the program they party and and do their thing where I, I go on more of a mature route, you know, even more so than I was before. Like, I just can't handle it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, it's a young, it's a young fucking crowd. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm not that guy anymore where I can, like, I still, like, there's times, especially with Jen, where it's like, we'll be invited somewhere. And I'm just like, dude, I'm just too tired to even go out. Let's just chill in the hotel room and enjoy each other instead of freaking partying yeah yeah no that's an easy one for me the yeah. out all night like the the next day is gone yeah you know you don't wake up fresh as a daisy from yeah that never that's been years for me if uh, a couple of glass of wine well you know it's it's half half of jason wakes up tomorrow that's what that means yep the unfortunate thing about that is sometimes half of jason is just enough so <laughs> go ahead do it you know like people didn't even know like hey great show and i'm like yeah sure i feel like shit right now but thank you you know now that now that one just isn't there and it does make things way easier just like the the cold plunge thing where i decide i'm going to start going in every day not with a hangover there's the fish i could for sure convince myself not to go in with a hangover i know i, I know for i know for a fact if there is more contests going on right now i would be waking up water lemon cold shower and I, I'd be hitting it hard, but it's like, 
yeah, I, I can't do it right now. Well, I think it's a good thing that you guys got that because you will be back. This thing will disappear and you guys will be back to competing and you got a, a little bit of a break, which you fucking need, dude. Dude, 48, man. I'm, I, the last contest I was in, I was going against guys that were 14. Yeah, I saw that. that there's a 14-year-old in the contest. What the yeah. fuck? That guy doesn't – he should be in another bracket, you know? Like you don't, you don't even, you're not even high enough to get hurt. Three, uh, three times older than him. That's crazy, man. What an insult. Do you want me to punch him or something? I could do that. I could be like a fan. Like you'd hire me like uh, Happy Gilmore. You know, you'd just hire me to break that little kid's leg. I'll wear like a beard. I don't know. I don't even know Bucket Lassick. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I still, I, you know, I have, I, it's hard. It's hard. When I think about that, it's hard to find the motivation to to want to beat a fourteen year old. Where I like competing against the older guys, you know what I mean? Like, but I can't, I can't skate in the masters division. You know what I mean? Like, I like skating with the older guys, like opposed to like going and skating with like some of the teenagers. Mm. I definitely like skating with like Cab and. Yeah. And Tony and Kevin Saab and all those guys more so than I like going to skate with some of the younger up and coming like Yeah. But I enjoy it, but I don't I can't go every day. I just <coughs> So when do you go into the Masters when you lose the pros? No. I think for me it's when I can't do the tricks anymore. You know, when I when I have to start doing like my older tricks and I'm not like learning new ones. Like right now, I'm just skating switch a lot, and that's kind of like new, but it's kind of like old as well. And I, I, I feel like if I can skate switch in a way, kind of like how Bob back in the day, it was like Bob was like the king of switch, blah blah. blah. But he did the trick switch, but you could tell they were switch. You yep. know what I mean? Like <clears throat> I, I, I kind of want to do, I want to do a switch invert like I do, and you can't tell it's a switch invert or right. a switch you know, whatever, judo or method and do it like a proper method or, yeah. or judo. Oh, no, I've caught yeah. your angle. It's a good one. It's a good idea. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at right now. So it's, yeah, it's a lot of like, I'm not really into the spin and win stuff. You know what I mean? Like I, I can't really get into the spins. I'm not really a good spinning 720 kind of guy. I, I kind of do the flip McTwist and I don't know. It's, it's kind of like, I'm fi- like I've always like I've always done. I always find my niche. Like I like doing like McEggs or something like that, opposed to like some kind of like spin variation. I'll do a 540 invert. You know what I mean? Like something kind of different. Have you used that in this in contests against these other spinning guys? And how does it score? It it does pretty good. Like I used to end my run with a McEgg into a boneless rodeo. Yeah. So it's like. They're spinning tricks, but they're different than all the other guys are doing. Like, yeah. like Pierre would do like a a five to you know air fake you to a seven to right. something where Sean White would do like a frontside three revert yep. to fake you to fake you to seven. So they all had their kind of thing, and I kind of I just invented like my own style and, and did my own thing where it was like old school, new school, and that's kind of still what I'm running with. Yeah, well, why not? Nobody can match you, dude. It's an amazing thing. I've already told you before, to be in this from the same era as me and to be able to 
stay, not even stay, beat these dudes at their own game. It's amazing, dude. When I watched you just start to reinvent yourself yet again, I was like, you got to be joking me, man. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm so fucking retired and you're going switch fucking method here. Like, wow. I would have been so, like, I thought my longevity, even without injury, I'd be fucking out by now. And you're better than you were then? That's insane. Like, that's just insane. And it's and it's only people like me that are going to understand it, you know, because they're not, yeah. you can't, you can't, you have to be in the game for so long to understand how much work you've put in it. It's crazy. It's so funny. It's so funny. Sometimes on social media, I'll get like, I'll comment I'll comment on something like whether it be a car related post or something and I'll comment. So people will see my comment and it'll be like Bucky Lassick and whatever I say. And they'll be like, Holy fuck, dude. What are you still skating? I'm like, dude, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then sometimes people make comment. Like I remember comment on Brian vegans post on some, I said something sarcastic, you know, like funny, like I am, like I'll say some sarcastic shit. Yeah. And someone commented like, dude, you're not even relevant anymore. Like what the fuck? I was like, fuck you, dude. Like who the fuck are you? Yeah, but you're you're talking shit on the right page to hear the dumbest people in the world. So oh good choice. Oh, yeah, exactly. I, I learned my lesson yeah. there. Yeah, making a comment on Brian Deacon's Instagram is, you might be, that might be one of the dumbest things I've ever heard you do. Holy shit are you asking for it? Why don't you go into fucking Walmart and start slapping people for having masks on while you're at it? I fucking did. hell. I got it. I don't do it anymore. Yeah, that guy is. I'm happy for him. That's all I can say about that. I'm happy he's doing good. Uh, all right. I don't know. We, I think we've fucking talked for a long time. I didn't mean that, but it's good to talk to you, man. So. I'm going to yeah. come down there and start hanging out with you guys. I, I, it's not a fantasy to me. It's just a matter of time. I, the closer I get to it, the this whole shifting of job and being, I'm like, wait a minute. I could fucking, like every time you guys would ever ask me to go somewhere and I'm like, I have a fucking job, you assholes. Because it'd be like Tuesday, lunchtime. I'm like, I'm at work like a person, you dickhead. Like I would, I would always be so offended by any of you that ever said, Meet me Tuesday or meet me on Thursday. And I'm like, I Monday to Friday, I, I work. I can't meet you guys ever, ever. Yeah. And now I can't. Just, just be, let it be known. Don't be intimidated. I'm going to be the one holding you back. And we can have, we can have sweeper nights. We can have whatever, eggplant nights. Like, yeah, I'll show up for eggplant night, but not sweeper. Fuck you. We're going to get oh, hurt. I, you know what? I used to do those. Yeah, I'll be back. Fuck that. I'll be back. Yeah, I like that trick. Yeah, no, I'm in, man. I'm I'm in for sure. Thanks for for calling me, dude, and being on my podcast. I really appreciate it. I got you, man. Uh, enjoy that Subaru, and I got a I got a board with your name on it. Oh fuck! I'm gonna be so much. I'm I'm already eighty percent better at skateboarding just by looking at that. It's so nice. It does look good. It looks stable, and it looks like it's gonna help. Hold, help. Yeah. No, it looks like it's going to help me instead of fight me. I love that it's a power board too cuz that's my shit, man. That's when I was that's when I knew how to skateboard. That was the 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 the, the concave. That was my jam. I got used to those boards. Get right back in there, boy. <laughs> oh my god. All right, fucker. I'll see you later, Bucky.
Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Oh, shit. All right. I got to do a, a read. So that was a long-ass interview, right, Katie? Yeah. I don't even know. Was it good? I don't even know what happened. <laughs> yes. Um, so I do have sponsors. So I want to thank Coolven for sponsoring Awesome World. Coolven is the soft-sided meal bag with detachable heating chamber. Perfect for on the road, hiking, sports, in the car, all around, portable bag. Coolven on Instagram, Facebook, Coolven Co. And if you use the code, promo code, Ellis, you will get 25% off your order. Wait, that's until the new year. It's not the new year. It is a new year. It is a new year. You know what? I'm saying it, so that's it. <laughs> Sorry, Eric. I might have fucked you over, but that, whatever. That's what happens when you sponsor Awesome World. Also, Lean Feast. It is a convenient um, restaurant. Oh, wait. No, it's a convenient food prep, meal prep on the go. All you got to do, it comes in a, like you order it, and it comes in a big cooler. I was going to say Esky. comes in a cooler. Oh, Real quick, this is probably an inappropriate time, but still, Eskimo, that's a little bit racist. But also, did you know Eskimo just means somebody that lives in the cold? I think. Could have got some of that wrong. So I'm not saying that anymore. Um, but yeah, meal prep from Lean Feast. So you want to get in shape. These guys have got meals that it's easy for people on the road. If you're in a hurry, if you work a lot, if you're in home and you, keep, uh, you don't want to make stuff and you keep ordering stuff and it's fat and bad for you, Lean Feast. Go to leanfeast.com. Follow them on Instagram at leanfeast. What's the thing called? Low. Underscore. Yeah. At lean underscore feast. And on Facebook, the Lean Feast. Go check those guys out. They have tons of different uh, meals, all different kinds. And you can pick and choose and you can say, oh, I didn't like that one or I did like this one. And then next week you can have another batch of different stuff. They got cheeseburgers, veggie burgers. They got cakes, lasagnas, pizzas. You got it all. And it's good. It keeps you in and in shape, ready to take on 2021 because you don't want to lose. And if you're not like trying to do stuff to win, you're guaranteed to lose. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the podcast. Download the podcast. Everybody, remember, Awesome World's not the Jason Ellis Show, but I am Jason Ellis.